0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode five of Virtual Strangers. With me, as always, are our friends, starting in the bottom left hand corner, our resident raging retro gamer, Justin, aka MameFan. MameFan Smash! <laughs> <laughs> Just above him in the top left corner, is he Irish? Is he English? I... <laughs> Maybe he's an Aussie. Nobody knows, but it doesn't matter anyway. It's Alex. Top of the morning for you. <laughs> <laughs> And to his right and above me is our in-training bunny rabbit obstetrician. (laughs) He's not ruts, he's Roots.
1: That's right, it's Roots.
0: Roots. And I, of course, am Wes, a.k.a. Weasel. So, as usual, let's get started with some news and announcements. Okay, so um, I just wanted to mention real quick... uh, You know, it wasn't long ago, people were kind of uh, worried when Sony dropped out of this year's E3, uh, who was going to carry the mantle for VR gaming forward. Uh, Oculus said, don't worry, guys, we're going to be there. But we all kind of know Oculus is just going to be there plugging Oculus stuff. So what were we to do? Well, in comes Upload VR to the rescue. Uh, This past week, they announced their Upload VR E3 VR showcase. Say that three times fast. Uh, what this is going to be is going to be a pre-recorded uh, video presentation. Uh, they're out, They're collaborating, I think, with Kinda of Funny Games, so we'll probably see an appearance from Greg Miller. Uh, but what it's going to be is just a, a short video presentation. They're promising VR gaming announcements, uh, news, and developer interviews. Um, so I really don't have much more to say about it than that, but I just wanted to say kudos to you, Upload VR. Thank you for carrying the mantle of VR gaming forward this year at E3. Um, next item we have is the Firmament Kickstarter. Uh, this was a bit of news that came out a couple of weeks ago that the creators of Mist and Obduction were working on a new VR game uh, called Firmament, and they were trying to crowdfund it through Kickstarter. Um, I'm glad to report that this past week they met their goal and set a uh, a new goal that if they reach, that they will uh, add in PSVR support. And uh, they announced, the last time I looked at this story, they announced that they were very close to meeting the PSVR goal. And uh, even if they didn't meet it, that they were gonna fund it themselves so they have confirmed PSVR support for this title. Um, Main fan, are you interested in firmament at all?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like the mist games back when I was a kid. I played Abduction, but I was having some sort of display issues with my Vive. I think it works fine on Oculus on Rift. Um, I I feel I, I kind of agree with Anthony. It's kind of weird that they, you know, are doing a Kickstarter. And that they need to like, you know, raise money that way. That seems strange to me, and uh, kind of it's it even seems a little shady to me.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of weird too. This is yeah. an established company that's been around for many years, but uh, you know, it's tough times, especially for those out there who are making VR games. There's not a lot of money to be had, so in a way, it's kind of smart. You know, you don't know how a VR game is going to perform, so. Money up front, right? hmm um, Alex, did you play Mr. Abduction?
3: I played abduction. <clears throat> um, it does run it ran fine for me, but i I played it with all the updates and everything, so I don't know if they fixed problems or I, I mean it does, it runs on ASW, so it's not like running, you know, ninety frames, but it, it was it was playable for me anyway. Um, I liked I liked the world. I think that's the main thing that they they build a good world um but the the puzzles are fr- i don't know if you guys have <laughs> got very far but they're so hard the problem i have with it is that it's like an open world kind of you've got each you've got like i think there's four different worlds and you have to travel to these worlds but to get to them you've got to solve certain puzzles like the first world's goal about key cards finding key card numpad uh you know codes for the num- number pads to put in and you, when, when you have a normal puzzle game, you walk into a room and then you can kind of know that everything's all there that you need and you've just got to figure it out how to do it. With this thing, it's, it's, everything's spread out across an entire world to the point where it's just uh, knowing even where to start. is just a problem for me. And, and I did the thing where which people hate where I did go to some online uh, kind of guides and they give you hints on where to go to just to give me, just to get me started on what to try and do. But I just, it was just too, too much work just to get through the game because I, I was getting stuck and getting stuck. Just not even just being in front of a puzzle, but just not even knowing where to go, what, what, what I'm supposed to be doing, where I'm supposed to be going. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm a bit mixed about Firmament, whether I'm going to be... It looks cool. I think it'll be good, but I just don't know if it's going to be... And Maybe I'm just too thick, you know, and I'm not smart enough to do it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's a really difficult game. I find,
0: yeah, I didn't play uh, uh, Well abduction. I did play Mist. I was a big fan of Mist when it was out, and I was really looking forward to abduction. it It was something that was uh, rumored to be coming to PSVR for a long time, and then it was announced, and we waited a long time more. At this time, I didn't have PCVR, and uh, but the the trailer to abduction looked very cool. But when it came out, uh, it got terrible reviews from the PSVR community, basically because the thing was unplayable. It wouldn't run, constant loading, bad graphics. Um, Roots, do you think Firmament's going to be playable on
1: PSVR? I think it will be. I think think from what I was reading that they're going to be doing this one from the ground up in VR, right? Um, abduction, it's gonna at least be able to, to use control motion or motion controls, at least in the, uh, uh, the PC VR motion. I've, I think they're gonna make it, um, do it a lot better than the other ones. And I would agree with you, Alex. Abduction was, it's its not being thick. It's those puzzles were messed up. And one thing that I, I remember about abduction is you can't move around at all. If you step to the, to the right by one foot, now everything's all fucked up, and you're, like, running into stuff that's not there in front of you, and it's, it's just not 100% room scale, at least not that I remember.
0: Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I tend to agree with you. When, when the developers were asked uh, about the performance on uh, PlayStation VR and in PC in general, uh, they said, they pointed out that this is being built from the ground up for VR, unlike Obduction. And I would like to add that since I even uh, wrote up the, the show notes for today's show, that I did catch a, an announcement from the developer that they're working on a soon-to-be-released patch for Abduction, which is going to improve performance across all platforms. Ooh. So they're promising to uh, fix the last game before they uh, put out the next
1: one. So I think that's pretty cool.
3: I, I, go ahead. Just, uh, they've got the money now. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I was going to add for um, – I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they – I mean, I know I can see the shady part of it, possibly, but, like, one of the biggest things that I can't stand about VR, at least what we were saying, is the developers are under a crunch for time, for money. Um, they end up cutting corners. They don't finish things. This will allow them to do the game complete, their complete full vision, and I think that's the key for why they um, – they're doing it. And then now they don't have to, they have hundred percent, no worries. They can make the game they wanted to put out without any, uh, restrictions. So well,
0: they, they know the VR community. We, we like the promise of a good game. Uh, they know if they bring this to market that we're kind of unpredictable, uh, abduction shows what can happen to sales of when you get a bad review or two, but they know that we are a giving group and ask and you shall receive. They, they put some numbers out there and, uh, We gave them what they asked for. So we fully expect a good game to come from them whenever it does release. Uh, Anybody else got anything on firmament? Nope. Okay, well, we'll just move on then Uh, quickly. I just wanted to mention Immortal legacy. The Jade Cypher. This was a game that uh, I bought when it released and I got to say I'm impressed by it uh, as far as the level design and uh, story, the the production value. Everything is really surprisingly good with this game. Uh, Only one complaint and it's pretty much a universal complaint was the control scheme. Uh, So when the control scheme was brought up to the developers, they asked for feedback on Reddit. People immediately told them, hey, you gotta fix these controls. And their response was, well, we're gonna support (laughs) 3D Rudder. And, you know, I don't know if you guys are going to buy a 3D rudder, but I'm sure not going to buy one, Not at least not right away. That thing's pretty expensive. Um, but people kept coming back at them, kept coming back at them, and finally they have relented. They have confirmed that they are working on a, uh, on a control patch for it. So I don't know if they're going to give us multiple options, but uh, they did take a Twitter poll of how do we want the uh, – The controls to be set up. They gave us a couple of different schemes and they were pretty decent. Uh, Everybody, uh, a a lot of people, I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people gave feedback. So I'm pretty confident that they're going to get this right. So I just wanted to say kudos to Viva Games. Uh, Thank you for fixing this. Uh, This game is already great and uh, fixing the control schemes is going to make it one of the best releases of the year on PlayStation VR. Um. Let me just ask you guys—the the, you guys that have PSVR—Justin, uh, does this uh, news of the incoming patch does this make it more likely now for you to pick this game up?
2: Yeah, definitely. And also, this trailer—I like, paying more attention to it. It looks—it reminds me of Resident Evil a little bit. So that that definitely makes me more interested. I I, I think I haven't paid attention to this game enough. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, and based on your recommendation.
0: Yeah, I've heard that from other people that have made it further in the game than I have. You know, I've only played maybe an hour and a half of it, and then when I heard they were going to put this patch out, I just kind of hit pause on it. I want to wait, let them fix the controls. That way I can experience the game the first time uh, at its utmost potential. Uh, But I've heard that before. I've heard people uh, call this a cross between Resident Evil and um what's it the uncharted. Uh, uncharted right which is how i the the parts that i've been through uh, have been similar to uncharted so yeah you're definitely not the first one to draw this comparison uh roots same question are you more likely now to pick this game up
1: oh yeah hell yeah i i'm like justin i before this week i i didn't really look at the trailer 100 percent and i'm was watching it thinking oh my god this thing looks amazing um, and then now you're telling me that I can actually control my guy um, in a proper manner. I don't think people take into consideration like the feeling, the movement. It, it sets the tone for everything. I, it could be the best game in the world, but if the movement is shit, um, I'm going to play for five minutes and I'm going to stop. So I'm I definitely probably going to pick this up um, as soon as I hear the, the patch is, is out.
0: Uh, this game in particular is in a unique situation being a PSVR exclusive. You know, we've got these Move controllers that don't have touch pads. They don't have thumbsticks on it, so it took a while for game developers to figure out a good way to do movement with buttons, but then they figured it out and we've all gotten used to those. Uh, those control schemes and uh, it's not that the immortal legacy scheme is bad it actually makes a lot of sense in certain ways but we've all been playing for years with these same style of controls and now they're trying to deviate from it which makes it uncomfortable during the gameplay when your reflexes don't match what you want to happen uh, but i'm hearing from a lot of people actually that have played through this multiple times that they don't want the controls to change anymore that they like them this way now that they've got used to them um, but i don't know it just sounds weird to me uh, having the uh, movement buttons or the turning buttons on separate hands like that. Um, but definitely this game is uh, really good. It's a lot better than I expected, you know, coming from a lot of these games that come from these smaller Chinese developers have a, just a certain weirdness to them. They just feel weird when you get in them. None of that here. This game seems like it's from uh, an experienced VR game developer, and uh, I look forward to playing through the rest of it. Um All right, uh, so next we have the Falcon Age update. This was a surprise. came out of left field. Nobody was expecting this. Uh, The Falcon Age developer uh, announced that, or they didn't announce, they released a big update that included Control-T, Control tweaks, battle improvements, bug fixes, and cosmetic upgrades. Justin, you're the only one I know personally that has this game. Did you try it out since the update?
2: Yeah, I tried it last night, and just like they said, yeah, I could, at, finally I could walk around with the falcon on my arm, and like, I beat this game already, it might have been, take, it might have been like six hours long, it, it felt, it felt pretty long, but anytime I would walk with free locomotion, the bird just immediately flies off, you'll see it in this video, this is a video of me playing falcon age off screen, and uh, you know, my favorite thing is the falcon, and playing with the falcon, messing around with it, and uh, the second I start walking, and pretty soon, the bird just immediately flies off.
0: <laughs>
2: and yeah, they fixed that. And another thing they fixed is I noticed that uh, like in, the trailer, in the trailer, the bird stays on your arm. And that pissed me off, that in the trailer, the bird stays on your arm, but when you actually buy the game, it doesn't. And in the trailer, they were doing things like uh, fist bumps with the falcon and other stuff the falcon wouldn't do any of that
0: when i played this game (laughs) so i was like this is false advertising but did you try like the the fist bumps and stuff when you played it last night last night it worked oh yeah
2: so they they must have released this game you know before they actually did everything they meant to do because the fist bump worked and and then another thing i would put my fingers out and the bird would like shake my shake my fingers like it was shaking my hand or something Mm -hmm. And, um, that's about all I tried, just stuff like that. I didn't, like, they said they changed combat, I didn't feel like there was anything wrong with combat. Like, that whip always felt good to me, and I didn't have any problems defeating enemies. I mean, the game, if anything, is a little too easy.
0: Yeah, it almost seems like they, uh, they uploaded a previous build to the Sony store, doesn't it? I know. It does. Yeah. Uh, Odd. Um... That, anybody else? Uh, anything on Falcon Edge here?
1: That, I was uh, just gonna. Sorry. Oh, I wanted to ask Justin if he um, if he has warmed up to using his bird's hats yet. I know you <laughs> you don't like something on his head, and and yeah. maybe it's because uh, you know we we all don't want the VR on our face either, but we have to. But um, I, I'd like to see some hats in your next video. Yeah, I don't have many hats, unfortunately. I
2: think I haven't done the the right quests because there were. A lot of quests and like I mean little mini games and stuff that I didn't actually do, because some of these mini games were really tough. There was a mini game where you have to have your Falcon uh, fly and drop bombs on these like sentry guard towers, and that was like actually really hard, and I gave up on it. Then there was one where you have to like hit a soccer ball with your uh, your lightning whip thing, and that was almost impossible for me. And I think maybe if I completed those, I would have gotten some sombreros and shit like that but, uh, yeah, I didn't get many cool hats. I got little, like, tricks, like a skateboard. The Falcon will, like, ride a skateboard briefly, and it'll juggle balls and all this dumb shit like that. That's cool. Yeah, that, now you're making me want to play it. Yeah. That. See that red dot? That annoyed me. That's the bird's life. So right there, oh. it, it's all fucked up right now, and I have to pull these needles out of it. It's been shot up with drugs, basically. <laughs> there, there are these, uh, like, uh, these sentry things that if it gets anywhere near him, it shoots him. And then you pet it and then see the little hearts, uh, it'll regain health that way. So you can see on that meter, there's that, you know, half white part. That means it has like half of its life restored. To get any more health, I'd have to give it like food items. See, it's getting shot again. It's getting, it's flying <laughs> over there like an idiot. And now it's health is down again because the bird's are just a fucking idiot. <laughs> so.
0: I'll tell you what I found funny about this thing. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the the Saturday Night Live sketch, the falconer, where every week this guy gets in some kind of trouble, like a boulder or something will fall on him, Mm -hmm. and he's a a falcon trainer, and he always sends his falcon for help, but his falcon just flies off and never comes back. He, like, goes out for a night on the town, never helps him out, and it's the same thing every week. Mm -hmm. When I I saw your falcon fly off like that uh, instead of resting on your arm and then coming back with needles, (laughs) all shot up in it, it's reminded me of the falconer. Yeah, I got yeah. A
2: Drug Addict Falcon who <laughs> yeah. can't, can't be counted on for anything.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, next piece of news, in my opinion, is a fairly big piece of news. Um, this past week, the Arizona Sunshine announced new DLC. It's called, uh, hilariously called, the Damn DLC. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Arizona Sunshine, the Damn DLC. Uh, they are reporting this to be the largest Arizona Sunshine mission to date, which I don't really know what that means. They, they had the one mission that was DLC. Uh, do they mean it's just longer than that one mission? Or, I mean, Probably. obviously it, mm-hmm. it can't be longer than the whole game. Um, but I thought that was weird how they worded that the lar- largest mission of the date. Like, okay, number one out of two, I guess. But. Um, Anyway, uh, Justin, did you play the original? I'm, I'm sure you did, right? Yeah, I, I played the original multiple times.
2: Like I played a co-op with friends, and I played Dead Man DLC by myself, and then I played it co-op with a friend too. And it's pretty short. I think it's under an hour. Um, so I would hope the Damned DLC is is <laughs> over that. Um, so the first time I played through this, see, that's what the trailer is right here. It's the uh, Dead Man, because there is no trailer for the Damned one yet. But um, yeah. It went. It was. It was fun, and I went through it fine. But actually, there's a part toward the end that was actually really hard, where you have to like really rush uh, to make it. But when I played with a friend, the game bugged out, and there was a door that like was supposed to open that we could not
0: get through, and we just had to give up. And uh, hmm. yeah, so I don't know why that happened. Yeah, I've played through the, the original campaign multiple times by myself and co op. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Dead Man DLC, or yeah, the Dead Man DLC, not the damn DLC, mm-hmm. the Dead Man DLC. Uh, I played through it with my wife and my daughter uh, multiple That's cool. times. Um, yeah, it was a little bit over an hour for, for us to play through it, which, you know, I have a little bit slower style uh, when I play these games. But uh, I didn't have this problem that you're talking about, but. Then again, I played it on PlayStation VR. I didn't play it on PC. But um, Alex, what about you? Have you played these games?
3: Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've played uh, the original game. Um, I've not played the DLC. I did read that the DLC was pretty short. It was pretty cheap, though. It was like £2.50 or $3 or something. Yeah, a couple bucks, yeah.
0: It it wasn't much.
3: it was priced well, which I think is fair enough. But I just don't know. I like I like the main campaign. I thought it was good. I'd love to play it co-op maybe as well because I think that they have actually done a big update where they've put two hundred weapons in as well, like rifles and and things. Which when I played it, it was just pistols and like UZIs. So it would it might be worth re replaying. But you've got that many games to play. It's difficult sometimes to justify going back to an old game. But yeah, I'm interested. Um, I think this is one that. I'd like to maybe try and play with one of you guys if, if it's got co-op as well, because that would be quite good fun.
0: Yeah, I just found out last night that I think this thing has up to four players, but I don't know if that's just for the horde mode or if you can actually play through the campaign with four players. Um, yeah, this is always a go-to for me because uh, especially the, the main campaign is, is very slow-paced at first. So it's a good way to teach somebody who's a beginner... Uh, how to play a shooting game in VR because these things, they don't come at you very quickly to start out with, and they can get comfortable picking these things off from a distance. Um, So this, this is a staple in my house. We go back into this thing often, so I'm pretty excited to see that there's more content coming and I'm glad to hear that it's going to be longer than the last one. The last one was short. I didn't really complain because of the price tag, but it was good. It was, uh, you know, another fun mission. Kind of, It was kind of a prequel mission. I'm pretty sure that this one's going to be a prequel mission as well. Um, Roots, are you excited about this one?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, I, I played the, the original and then I played a little bit of the DLC and um, it was pretty cool. I, I'm hoping that they add some more skins to the zombies. That was one thing that always drives me crazy is it's the same zombies over and over again. Um, but that was my only gripe about the original game was you know the gameplay was fun so yeah I'm kind of excited now I'm kind of curious if I'm assuming they're going to charge for this one as well correct uh, yeah, yeah
3: yeah okay but yeah so yeah
1: I, and I, I would definitely love to play it um, co-op for sure that makes every game
3: um, much I was going to say quickly before we move on do you guys think were you guys when you heard that it was DLC and not a sequel were you disappointed or I do understand mm-hmm. why they haven't done the sequel because it's been has it been like th- two and a half three years since the original came out you think that they'd have plenty of time I mean, this is probably one of the m- quite a successful VR game I'd say so I don't really understand why they're doing this DLC because the DLC is cheap so they're not can't be making a lot of money on it so I don't know why they didn't just put that time together you know and make a proper sequel
0: well, maybe they are well yeah. that's that- That's true. Well, well, this, this is the thing with the sequels. When you do a sequel, there's a lot more work involved because you pretty much have to rebuild your engine. I for one have been uh, a proponent of things like this. Of course, I'd like for it to be longer, but I I don't need developers to reinvent the wheel for me here. When, if I like a game like say this or Farpoint or, or or even like Russia blood, any, any of these games, uh, I wonder why we don't get more stuff like this because uh, they could keep the same engine. I just want new levels, new content to play through. Um, So I think this is one of the rare cases that uh, when I'm anxious to see how much they announce this is the price on this. I'm actually hoping for a a higher price, something that would indicate uh, a little more content here. But I personally, uh, I, I love seeing stuff like this. It's already one of my favorite games. You want to give me more content, I'm all for it. And then uh, we'll get the uh, the sequels whenever it may come. I'm sure they're working on it at, at some point. So they've, well, was- um, they've been working on arcade-specific
2: versions for this that actually use wireless, and that could have been where some of, a lot of their, their development time has gone to. And... Um, Another thing I wanted to say, I remember what the exact issue was, and I used to have this issue a lot in this game and some other games, where uh, the door was open for one of us but closed for the other person. And I remember in this game playing with other people, a lot of times it would be like, I would see a zombie right here, and then the co-op person wouldn't see the zombie at all. Stuff like that would happen a lot.
0: Yeah, I actually had that happen to me a couple of times in the uh, PSVR version, but normally it was... uh pretty benign it, it wasn't anything yeah. like like uh, things would show up in like there'll be a hamburger in my refrigerator but not the other person's mm-hmm. stuff like that uh, I may have gotten stuck once or twice but a, a, a quick reset you know fixed it and I didn't have the problem again um, but I know what you're talking about I've yeah. experienced it as well all right um so let's see. I think that's it for Arizona Sunshine, unless somebody else has any other thoughts on it.
1: I was just going to say um, that I maybe they're um, – what I was alluding to is that maybe they are working on a sequel and they're just putting out these DLCs to keep everybody – they're still interested. And then, you know, they do a couple DLCs, and then, bam, here comes the second one out, and you're still still out there, you know?
0: Yeah, and these guys, they're, they work on other um, – other properties as well they work on ports wasn't it these guys that did the uh fisherman's tale i think it was i think it's. i think so, I think
3: so. yeah uh so they're they're a busy group i'm sure that they've I got their they they don't say that i think they put i think you're just thinking of the publisher vertical games i don't think i think vertical games are like publishers and then obviously you've got the sub like i think it's a okay. jaywalkers that actually make the game and then it was a separate oh, okay developer who made, so they're kind of like the Activision, you know, like, or, or EA or something, so. right,
0: right. Okay, my, my mistake then. Um, but, yeah, I, I would imagine that they probably have got at least the groundwork laid for a sequel. But, like, like I said, when these guys, these game developers, when they put a sequel out, they normally try to change a lot, change the engine, make it something completely different. And with the hardware having not advanced much up until this point, um... They're probably, you know, delaying a, a little bit till we get some new, uh, new stuff for them to develop for. But uh, anyway, good news. I always like more content, more good games. So in general, I consider this to be good news. Um, speaking of talented development teams, Archiact, <laughs> the developers behind um, Evasion, announced the new game this week. It's called Free Drop. Free Diver Triton Down. It's a underwater underwater survival game uh, set aboard a seeking ship. So I guess you're on a ship that capsizes and goes under. And the whole point is to escape this thing without drowning. Um, it releases in May for only $9. Um, Alex, are you looking forward to Free, drive, free Diver Triton Down? <laughs>
3: Free Driver, is that, is that a new free driver? I, free I driver.
0: Know if it were really free driver, you'd be looking forward to it because that's your type of thing, right? The, if it's a
3: yeah. free driver game, yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm actually looking forward to this. This is probably out of all the recent news we've had, I think this is the one I'm more interested in. I really like cinematic sort of um experiences in, in VR, I think they really fit well. And underwater, we already know, works well, uh, in VR, so this. I just, just imagine. I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm just curious to see whether you start on kind of like stood on land and then the sh- ship starts to sink and you're uh start going underwater, or whether you're going to start underwater. I don't know, but just just think about that just in VR actually going a uh, sinking ship and having to get out of it. And it's gonna, I know it's gonna be an experience. I mean, it's priced obviously like an experience, it even says experience on the actual thing, so I don't expect it to be more than maybe in an hour or, or something, but I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, I think as long as it's It's well done. I'd happily take an hour experience at the right price over, you know, three hours of of something that's not, you know, a bit mediocre. So, I mean, the the graphics look good. I think, yeah, it's got like a gesture um, motion control system. So you're actually going to need to swim with your hands. You're going to actually physically move uh, around the environment with your hands. You're not going to be using the thumbsticks, which sounds really cool. So it sounds like they've made it, it's like a really, VR-centric game where obviously everything's going to be interactive and everything's going to be around new motion controls and moving around and uh, grabbing levers and yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in this. I'm looking forward to, to giving it a go and uh, I think it's my most look for for next month. I don't know what else we've got to confirm for next month, but so far this is probably my, my top game. To yeah,
0: try. well, I, I um, just putting the game, looking at the game in a bubble, uh, it didn't look you know, like the most interesting thing in the world to me. But that said, based on the developer, I know Archaic makes high quality games. So I'm interested in it just based on who it's coming from. Uh, Roots, are you concerned at all that this is
1: just a $9 game? No, I think the same thing that um, Alex just um, highlighted is exactly how I feel. I feel it's going to be more indicative of the how long it is. And I'd rather have something polished be an hour long than something drug out to like three or four hours and be $9, or, um, which I don't think that'll be the case. Uh, you know, I think, like you said, uh, the developer is key and evasion is, is very well done. So I'm excited. And even my background reflects this game, I think, <laughs> which I didn't plan that. But um, it it's definitely looks like it, it's going to have some tension to it, which I think will be cool. Is that uh,
0: Stingray having babe? Oh, never mind. No, no, uh, no
1: babies this week, I guess. I don't want to upset <laughs> anybody. <but.
0: laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, I find this, this odd uh, how the attitude changes in, in VR. You know, early on, uh, after the first year uh, of VR coming out, it was a common complaint amongst VR gamers that uh, there's too many short games. There's, there's not enough long, fleshed-out titles. So then they gave us the long, fleshed-out stuff, and nobody finished any of it. And so we're now we're back to where we started, where we want the uh, we want the short stuff again.
3: Um, I don't think I don't. I think it's I don't think the attitudes changed. The people that were already saying that sort of stuff are still saying it. You know, I mean, I'm, I've never really. I've always enjoyed some of the short stuff as long as it's well done. Uh, but there's always people that won't touch anything like this. You know, it's got to be a full. Fleshed out game that they can put some people like to buy a game and they want to put in you know hundreds of hours in it And they'll just have that like one game. They're not bothered about having you know buying loads of shorter games They want to just you know 40, 40 50 pound Skyrim in VR hundreds of hours and then you know move on to another game and I don't think those people are ever going to change the, the attitude on this sort of stuff um, So I don't think the perceptions changed. I just think it's some people like I think I'm. I think all of us are the same. We're we're, as long as the experience is good, we're happy to do you know an hour long experience, and pay you know, nine dollars nine dollars for an hour. You know, it's it's is it expensive? Probably is a little bit expensive, but it's. it's I don't mind. I don't mind. It's, but some people don't do, and some people won't pay for it. I'm sure, because I really I don't know if you guys have noticed. I've not really seen anything on the subreddits about this game. i have not seen anything Oculus. No one's mentioning it. So. It's a bit disappointing, really, because I th- with all that seen people seem to be talking about right now is Oculus Quest, Oculus Rift S, Index. It's like you'd think they'd be thirsty for some sort of big game announcement, and although it's not a massive game, no one seems to be talking about it. And it's just it just drives me nuts that people aren't talking about games. Which is why are we why are we obsessing over all this hardware if we're not going to play games on it? So. I, yeah. Well, that-
0: Everything I've seen on it's come from Twitter, and it's basically come from them. I did see an article on Upload VR about it, I think. Um, Justin, what say you about this? Are you looking forward to this one? I am. Actually, I'm a scuba diver,
2: but I never get to go anymore. Huh. It's been many years since I've been. So I've been to like Mexico, Aruba, Curacao. I've done it there. But I never we never go on vacation to places like that anymore. So, um, so my only scuba diving is in VR. So that's why I love Subnautica so much. And uh, I would rather, you know, have a expensive full length game than a nine dollar one hour game. Definitely. You're one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I'll, would s- prefer, I, I'll would still get that. it and I'll still play yeah. it, but I'd rather have something, you know, that takes a while. Well, you're prefer, gonna finish everything. Sorry, Alex. Go
3: ahead. I don't prefer to have a shorter game, but it's yeah. just I'm not, I'm not adverse to having a short, a shorter experience. I'm um, I mean, obviously don't, don't get me wrong. I want. The full full length AAA games just as much as everyone else, but some people will to the point where if they see this and they see that it's a short game, they're not even going to bother with it. You know, they're not even going to. It's just moved on to something else. Whereas I'm, I'm, I want to play everything in VR. You know, this I want to do the short stuff. I want to do the long stuff. I want to do everything. So, and this looks like something new. I've not seen anything like this where you're in a sinking ship. You've got to be moving your hands around to swim around. It it looks different. It looks interesting.
2: Has there been any game in VR where you actually swim with your arms?
0: Uh, I mean, it's very similar gameplay to a lot of these outer space type games like Mm -hmm. Adrift and and Lone Echo. I mean, there isn't water in those games, but it's similar movement, similar kind of obstacles. Mm -hmm. At least on the surface, it looks that way. Adrift is
2: gamepad. Or like, actually, they added motion control support, but you can't actually do anything. Like you can see, you can see these motion controls moving, but it doesn't. I think it. I remember that I re, I refunded it for that. Part, that was part of the reason.
0: Yeah, I haven't. I haven't yeah. played it. I was just throwing it out there as an oh. example. I, I do own it, I, but mm-hmm. I was. Uh, it was a key giveaway. I, I just put it on my account and never went back to it. Specifically for that reason. Now that you mentioned it, it was a game bad game. Mm-hmm. And at LB. the time, I didn't know oh. I could use a
3: DS4. Okay. It'll be interesting to see uh, how this works, whether it is just going to be you doing this and moving around or whether you will be able to kind of push off it, the environment, grab things and kind of pull yourself along like you can in, say, something like low, low and echo. If it combines both where you've got to swim, but then you can grab things and you can pull yourself around corners and things, uh, it'd be interesting to see how, how well they've done the movement system on this because that'll make or break the game, really, If the, if the movement's... If, if yeah, i will be interested to see how they've done it, but that's probably going to be one of the big appeals. Because it would be, be quite... Would you play this seated or standing, do you think? Standing? Oh, yeah, you definitely have to play this standing because
0: uh, uh, it would feel odd otherwise, I think. It, it, this game's totally going to depend on how they program the physics into it. How If currents are going to uh, catch you in certain parts of this thing and try to carry you in different directions... Uh, I'll be interested to see if people get sick playing something like this, honestly. Yeah. Just based on the weird movement of it. I mean, if it's going to be true to life, then things are going to be pulling you in different directions as you move through this thing. And uh, especially for new players, that could be a problem. But I don't know. I look forward to it based, just like I said before, just based on Archiact. Uh I have faith in them making a, a good game. So. Um, anything else on Freediver, Triton Down? Nope. Nope. Okay. All right. Um, just real quick, uh, last week, r- the developers of Rick Room announced that they will be available on Oculus Quest at launch. Now, in my opinion, and I've, I've always said it since day one, this is the biggest no-brainer in the world for Oculus Quest. I almost think that this should be preloaded on the Oculus Quest when you get it, because there's so much content on here. It's social VR that everyone loves or almost everyone anyway. And um, yeah, this is a no brainer. I'm glad to hear that this is going to be available on Oculus Quest, especially for people who are going to be getting into this thing as a new user and maybe don't have a lot of money. This is a a big title for them to spend a lot of time in. That being said, I've never been in Rec Room at all. Uh, Roots, have you ever played Rec Room?
1: Oh, hell yeah. That's one of my favorite games to play. Um, One of my favorite ones that I've tried in the the past was the um, Battle Royale. And uh, a lot of people give it... um, Or they don't want to go into it because of a lot of activity with kids or stuff. But you can... um, You can either mute them or, or like I was telling Alex earlier, if you go in with, like, a party of three or four people, um, friends, you won't even see any of those people or deal with them for the most part, at least in a lot of those games. I've done the pirate one. Like uh, you said, Wes, that is a no-brainer. There's so much content on there, and it's free. Uh, I mean, it's for as much content as they have on Rec Room, it blows my mind that it's still free. But I guess they got, like, millions of dollars correct in the beginning from oculus to make keep it free so
0: well, technically this is it's still in beta and uh they've always mentioned uh that it's they're going to have microtransactions. i don't know if that stuff's uh, active on it right now but i think that's kind of their vision is to make money on skins and things like that um justin have you played rickrum
2: i played it a lot yeah i've done all those quests you know there's like medieval one there's like a witch one there's a castlevania type one there's a futuristic laser battle one those are those those are the ones i've had the most fun in um i also ran into the wall like back when rec, rec room <laughs> first came out i i was diving for a ball there's like this racket game or paddle game and uh yeah i smashed my head into uh my wall over here and there's still a dent in it um yeah i mean i like it but you know for occasionally you have to deal with you know some dicks in there some people that just like you don't want to be around um, I've, I've had a fine time with the kids like they haven't been too bad you know usually you know I just I want to be nice to them like sometimes I hear adults being mean to them and that, that really pisses me off because um, I mean they're just children Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I like it and uh, this this is a good example of like you said it's still in beta. Well, this game, there's so much to it. And, like, this is an example of, like, I don't know if they call it early access or just beta, but, like, this is way better than a lot of full-release games.
0: Yeah, th- this game is actually very impressive. i, I say I've never played it, but I-, I have watched a lot of content on this game. And I- it's not that I- the game doesn't look fun to me, but it's I haven't played this game for the same reason I haven't played a lot of games. I just have a a backlog that's a mile long. Uh, I do have it installed on my PlayStation, both my PlayStations and my computer. Um, I I have been in it long enough to register, so I do have an account. I've got friends, uh, but I've never actually been into it. The one thing I noticed about this game, uh, especially well on everything really in in Oculus where I have it and on both of my PlayStation, this thing is constantly, constantly updating all the time Mm -hmm. and it's already a big file Uh, so Justin should we be concerned about the limited storage capacity Mm -hmm. of the quest in a game like this which updates literally every other day it probably
2: doesn't take up that much space but I've never looked Um, I don't know I, I would I would assume that they'd make it a smaller smaller file for quest but it's not like you can dumb down these graphics much more um,
0: yeah, right. That's what I was thinking. You can't really take any texture away or there won't be any at all. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's, that's what I thought. You know, I'm glad to see this come in the Quest. Uh, I've, like I said, since day one, I heard about the Quest. Rec Room is the first thing that popped in my mind. This thing is going to be a phenomenon if it gets out to the general public and really does bring in new users like it's intended to. Uh, this is going to be big for Rec Room. Especially a game like Rec Room, where they're putting it on Nintendo Switch. I mean, Rec Room's on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it only makes sense for it to be a launch title for the Quest. Um, um, wait, I didn't hear that. It's going to Switch? I'm pretty sure. Am I wrong about that?
2: I don't... I have, I have no idea. But that's if, that's if that's if that's the case, That there'll be a ton of people online. You know, well,
1: I know that it's not VR sure. only, so... Yeah, oh, I'm pretty okay. sure
0: that they're they're working on a... It may not have been officially announced for like a release date, but I'm pretty sure I heard that they're working on a Nintendo Switch version of this.
2: I didn't even know it's not VR only.
0: Oh no, it's definitely not VR only. Wow. There, there's a flat version of this. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, anything else on Rick Room?
1: Uh, I have something on, I mean, just on what you were asking about the uh, the storage space. I My concern is not limited to this game. I, I still don't understand why the decision, aside from wanting to upsell a different version with more space, it, in t- 2019 it makes absolutely no sense to limit your storage space when you could have an SD drive, you know, or anything. I don't know, man. It, it just... It blows me away. It blew me away in the go, and it blows me away on the quest and it I just it kind of pisses me off, to be honest. I don't like playing swap like there's a reason why I have six hard drives in my computer. I want to have space. So anyway,
0: yeah, I understand your frustration. I was upset about the exact same thing. Uh, I was thinking that it would be super easy for them just to allow side loadable. Uh, memory on this thing through SD cards Uh, I mean the storage capacity on these little tiny micro SDs is is massive these days but then it occurred to me just a couple of days ago while they're probably not allowing that and that is if they allow games to be loaded from the side like that then that opens up a world of possibilities when it comes to piracy when you allow software to be run um, from a, a side jack like that that's that's how they jailbreak a lot of these devices the the game consoles handhelds and so forth is through uh, installing software uh, exploited software uh, through a a side drive like that so I imagine I don't know that that to be fact but that's probably why
1: then why limit the space why not put a terabyte in there then you know like or I or something I I just figured that. (laughs) You know, they if they don't want it side loaded, they could make it bigger. They've they've set the bar so low that you're gonna have to swap stuff out so quickly. We're not talking about Oculus Go titles anymore, um, but yeah, I mean, I from a piracy ish- issue, that definitely it does open them up. So it makes sense for sure on that respect. So,
0: yeah, um, I, I imagine that that uh, hopefully, what the case is here is that since this is these are mobile titles that we're talking about. Hopefully they're going to be a smaller file size and that uh, the 128 gigabyte uh, size that they've released is going to be enough to hold quite a few games. Uh, But you know, that's just wishful thinking. I don't know. And I guess we're going to find out soon, right? Mm -hmm. All right. uh, Next we have, oh, this is a good one. This week we finally got the patch for, the legend of zelda breath of the wild vr and super mario odyssey vr for nintendo labo uh, vr kit uh justin i know you've probably got more experience than, than anybody i know with this thing what were your impressions of these two updates
2: okay so here's the labo with the head strap um I added this VR, this is a 6 millimeter pleather VR cover, I tried to add it on because this thing is just straight hard plastic, like, see at the top and the bottom, it's just hard plastic that is gonna, I should probably full screen this, but whatever. This hard plastic just digs into your forehead and your cheeks, and and, uh, it just leaves red marks and it hurts like hell with all the weight of the switch, so I put this in here. But even this was hard, because I don't have it in here like velcroed or a fixed well, it was just like held in there by scotch tape. So, it was very uncomfortable physically to play uh, Zelda and Mario because I wasn't holding this up. I was just letting it, you know, sit on my head. My impressions are that neither are worth, in my opinion, neither are really worth doing. Um, and Zelda... The way it works is, as you turn your head, your view circles around Link, like you're using the right analog stick, and it's really strange. I don't know why they didn't just have the camera like, separate, and just you can just look around everywhere and Link just stays in one spot. I don't know why they didn't do it that way. Um, so you can just sit still and just not move your head, and then you'll have you know, like a 3D view of the world, but this thing's too uncomfortable. To want to do that, you would you would need to mod it to make it like tolerable if you're going to play it for any length of time, and like if you're turning your head while Link is running around, it's going to look terrible. It's like it's all choppy and like it's like reprojection the whole time. Um, it's going to make a lot of people sick. Mario was better as far as like performance. There were no like performance issues or anything, but you're stuck in one spot. And you just watch Mario run around this level, and he, he gets so far away from you that he's like 20 pixels, you know, when he's far away, and like, you know, there isn't a lot to it. You just go around collecting, I don't know if I showed it showed earlier, you collect these little musical notes, and then if you get enough musical notes, a, a little instrument appears, and then you bring the instrument to this little character that wants the instrument. And that's like, there's like three of those on each little level, and that's like about all it is. It's like, you might get 15 minutes out of it, at most. I only saw two levels. I completed both levels, but then there were these two more spots that had question marks, but I couldn't get those to unlock. Um, so anyway, it, it's, it's definitely not worth buying the Labo kit. The uh, the gun, the, the toy stuff, the cardboard stuff, to me was a lot more fun than uh, Mario and Zelda. So that's all.
0: Yeah, I uh, before I even looked into this thing, I, I watched your playthrough on your channel,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: which will be linked in the description, by the way. Ah. Um, but uh, yeah, based on your first impressions, it just killed any kind of uh, sorry enthusiasm <laughs> I had to want to try this thing. But uh, you know, just like clockwork, the morning that it was released, my son comes in here, Brody, mm-hmm. and uh, he wants to check this thing out. And I'm like, look, man. I don't think you want to play it. I've heard now from a couple of people that it's not very good. It's going to make you sick, so uh, I don't think you want to. Well, I want to look at it anyway. So, okay, fine. I I give it to him, send him on his way. So he keeps coming back and like, Dad, you need to check this out. I'm like, no, I don't think so, man. I've heard all I need to hear about it. And, uh, again, a few minutes later, oh, man, look, the Link looks really cool. Here, check this out. No thank you, buddy. I don't want to look at it. He comes back again, oh, link sword, super awesome. You gotta look at this. All right, man, you want me to look at it? I'll look at it. Mm -hmm. And and I had zero expectations for this thing, putting it up to my face. And I gotta say, I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, I was sure if you turn or move at all, yeah, your stomach goes immediately into your throat. But that said, if you just hold still, move with the analog sticks, The thing was surprisingly clear. I mean, there was the the screen door effect, which I expected. You know, we we knew that coming into it, but the thing looked a lot better than I thought it did. And as long as you're not turning or moving, uh, it was actually quite good. Now, could I make it through something like that, holding it up to my face and playing through a game? Probably not, Uh, but I did find out that you can use the wire rerouting trick with your PlayStation VR to experience this game uh, through a PlayStation VR headset. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out. And uh, I didn't try the Mario uh, thing at all, but I got to say the Zelda thing wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be.
2: I don't want to play any game where I can't move my head. <laughs> That's a requirement <laughs> for VR for me. <laughs> all right. um, uh-huh. So you were playing it like this. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. have
0: it strapped to my face. I was just yeah. holding it up.
2: Yeah, so if you're gonna hold it up, your your face isn't gonna be in pain. That's um, true. It's yeah. not in pain. Yeah. But your your arms will. Your shoulders and your arms will eventually. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I imagine so that's why I was saying I, I don't see myself being able to sit there and, and hold it and play through it. I only went through like five minutes of it just walking around and, you know, messing around and stuff. I didn't fight anything or try to play the game at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was expecting just total garbage and You know, it's not the best thing on Earth, but I wouldn't say that it's total garbage either. It's a free update. Um, So let me ask you this. uh, With your experience with the Mario and the uh, Zelda updates, uh, would you be interested in trying more updates? Do you want to see more stuff like this on other Switch games?
2: I always want to try stuff. That's why I bought this thing. I wasn't even expecting it to be as good as it is. So, yeah, if... They release more, I'll try it definitely. That's just yeah, that's just uh, I,
0: I gotta imagine that we've got more hardware coming here, too. Knowing Nintendo, they're gonna update their uh, their switch, and these experiences are gonna get better uh, with time. So, mm-hmm. I would hope so, anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, next, we had a game announced or finally released, Pros Enlightenment, released on Thursday uh this game is under a 10 percent launch discount until may 2nd interestingly enough i didn't pick up the price for that do you guys know how much this game cost
3: i think it's normally $20 and it's uh what, $17.99 seven, seven, it's- oh, yeah, $18 now yeah it's like $2 okay. off or something
0: all right so i'm pretty sure i didn't i didn't play this one but i'm pretty sure um, that you guys did right uh yeah, alex, yeah. <laughs> alex uh what were your thoughts on this one
3: I like it. Um, let's 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 start with the negatives first. Um, the voice acting is very hit and miss. There's the the big there's a bit at the beginning which Roots actually mentioned to me where you're on an elevator and there's this guy talking with like a Russian accent or a Ukrainian accent and yeah, it's, you can hear what he's saying but you have to really focus on what he's saying. So I put like the subtitles on just so I could get through that because it. It was exhausting just to try and figure out what he was saying. But once I got past that pit, you know, it was actually fine. I turned the subtitles off and I haven't had any problems. There's, there's a guy at the beginning who's got really bad voice acting. Um, but the, but there's so much later on in the game where it's actually it's pretty decent. It's not terrible. Um, there's a thing. I don't know why they've done this, but they've done, a, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but like a depth of field effect. So if you put your hand in front of you, then the world behind you becomes blurry, and then if you take your hand away, uh, it becomes clear again. The mm. problem with that is that you have to have the object bang center in your view. Otherwise, if you've got it like there, then the background will be clear, but this will be blurry. So then you kind of having to move it. It's like you've got bad vision, basically, and you're having to kind of, you know, like when you've got people who need glasses and they kind of stood there moving things backwards and forwards, you kind of having to do this sort. Uh, if the developers listen to it, give us the option to turn that off because it, I didn't like it. You know, it's, it's not like when you've got your hands out here, your hands are all blurry because they're not in your thing. But yeah, it's just a weird de- decision to have some sort of fe- field of view um, adjustment in VR because you don't need it. But that's uh, it's not a game breaker, but it's definitely quite I've not seen it anywhere else and it's quite weird. Um, there's a few little glitches like when you load, when you first load an area, sometimes it doesn't load, like you, when you're turning around it's still loading in so it's kind of like it's black and then you'll see things pop in and, and that happened a couple of times, I did have a crash happen once where I had to cut like some sort of um, chain off and when as soon as I cut the chain it crashed and I had to restart the game, so they still got a few issues but overall i like the game it's you start off inside a room so it gives the impression that you're in like an escape it's an escape the room type game where you've just got to basically go and from room to room but once you actually get out of that first room uh it opens out and the story kind of progresses and it kind of goes through flashbacks where you go backwards and forwards in time so it's quite a neat concept the way that um Rather than give you like a tutorial on, on telling you how to use something or what you need to do in the next area, it'll do a flashback and then there'll be a guy talking to you in a previous scenario, and he'll ask you to oh grab the the cutters uh, you know and do this and you cut it and then when you've done that, it goes back to the to the present and then you know oh I need to get the wire cutters to get to the next to get past the next scenario so it's quite interested in that. Um, one of the things that I really like about this game as well is that, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but a lot of VR games feel quite empty where it always feels like you're on your own. Everyone else has either died or you've landed on a deserted planet or you know, you're walking around, there's nothing really around you. Um, this one's actually based on Earth for a change. Uh, it's based on actual real-life locations. And there's actual interaction with npcs as you go through the game sometimes you'll see someone in the distance kind of walking with a torch and it just makes the game feel like it's an actual real place and it makes it feel like you're actually in a real world rather than just being in a deserted you know a lonely planet or something um there's actually some really cool interactions where i think you guys have already done this bit way i won't spoil it but you have to do something and you have to give a thumbs up to the guy for him to count you down to do it so you you kind of like, he says, give me a thumbs up when you're ready. And when you give him the thumbs up in the game, you then count you down and you have to do something and then something happens. But it's just cool interactions with the actual NPCs, which I quite like. That's something that I've not seen in many games, especially for an indie game. I mean, this is an indie game. It's made by four people. So it, it does feel like an indie game, but I think it's a good quality indie game. Uh, they've certainly put a lot of care into this game. You can see that they've put a lot of love into it. The puzzles are kind of environmental puzzles. There's some interesting things where you've got like a tracker thing where you have to walk through some woods and you've got to listen to the beeps to find where you need to go. And then you get to like some sort of station and you've got to flip some switches. They use the, um, I don't know how it's going to work on the Vive, and you I think you've done it just on the Vive, but they actually use the touch things with the thumbs and the pointing finger and everything so that if you put your finger out, the hands work and you can flick the switches like in the uh, Rift demo and stuff Mm -hmm. which is something that you really don't see very often so that you can put your thumbs up and you have to put your thumbs up to the guy um there is a bit of like there's a radio where you have to tune in sometimes and it's really small dial and you have to kind of like really it's quite tricky it's not perfect but something about this game that really i i I plan to play it two hours to basically just talk about on the show and then i was going to play some gadgeteer to talk about later on and I ended up playing it for three hours and it was like half past one in the morning and I had to stop myself from playing it. That's how much I was enjoying it. So, I mean, it, the, just the story, this, 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 there's a little bit of a dark theme to it as well. Um, the developers have described it as a survival game. I don't know why they've done that because it's, it's not a survival game. It's, a, <laughs> it's like an adventure horror. It's not horror, adventure puzzle game. So you're going, it's very linear. Uh, there's some areas that are more open so you do have to use your tracker to figure out where you need to go, but it's not—you're not, not going to get completely lost or anything. But this—this this is my sort of game. I love adventure puzzle games, story-driven adventure puzzle games. Um, The—you know—I I love the way that they've actually got people that you interact with. It's, uh, the world feels real. The graphics are, are decent; they're not amazing, but they're good. Uh, the sound design is really good. This—this some—but some, when you're walking through the night, we're like in the video now. And you've, you've got like this, you've got this big station which you've got to flip these switches to try and figure something out. I could hear things rustling around in the background. Sometimes it sounded like it was coming over from over there, the next minute it was coming around from behind me. And I'm literally, you know, stood, I'm like literally turning around expecting something to jump out of me because the sound design is really good. You can actually hear locations and where things are, are, are coming from. So, I, yeah, I, 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 I say props to the, the developers on this. It's a four man team. It's a small team. I think they've taken three years to build it. It's got a lot of detail, and in the interaction with you can interact with a lot of objects. There's certain—I don't want to spoil any any details, but there's certain objects you interact with certain ways, and touch phones that you have to answer by pushing the finger, and you can listen to a phone call. And yeah, it's varied. It's not the puzzles are varied. The gameplay is varied. It's—it's going. It's, it's, it's taking me on I feel like I'm going through a world. I'm going through a journey. And I just keep, wanna I want to play more of it. I want to find out where it goes. I want to see what, what happens in it. So.
0: Yeah, I definitely think it looks looks like a really cool game. I, I thought this looked cool. And also, if I'm not mistaken, there is a, a free episode as well called Pro's Prologue that I've run across a couple of times when I've been looking through Steam and Viport. That looks pretty cool as well. So just a note for anybody out there who thinks they might want to try this, maybe go out there and try the... Uh, the, the pre-episode first and see if you like it. Uh, yeah. roots uh, <clears throat> roots, what did you think about this?
1: Uh, I, I went into it a little bit differently as far as I, I guess I, I I expected not to like it and I was not disappointed in the first room um, and when I I really had formed an opinion that it was not that good but then I got out of that room. And aside from that bad acting that Alex was talking about, because it was bad, <laughs> like you walk up to the guy and it's like he's a robot. Um, it I it was so amazing outside. When you're going on that rowboat that it shows um, in the sky, the aurora borealis, the, the stars, the moon, um, so beautiful. And um, it opened my eyes that this game is a lot more than I thought it was, um, for sure. I didn't expect it to be. Anything of what it is, uh, I and probably will play more of it than I than I expected to. Now we did. Um, I want to disclose we did get this key from the developers, so uh, we appreciate that for sure. Um, Wait, how yeah. far
3: did you get, Rose?
1: Without uh, spoiling it, no, it's pretty much to the point where you were saying with uh, holding the thing in the forest, and you need to to walk around and all that. Yeah. Um, that was about the time. See, my problem was, and this is my big my fault, I went up the elevator, and I got so irritated with that guy, I shut it off. And then I thought, okay, well, I'll try it again. Well, I had to go through that again. And um, by that time of going through that elevator scene twice, I was just about done. And, uh, and that's, I think what set the pace in a negative way. And we were just talking about that earlier, how a mood can affect your how you see a game or just yeah. whatever. you just go into it with just not the right thought process, and if you're not careful, you can you know yeah, um, and I, yeah.
3: You <clears throat> say I, I, I went into this game with zero expectations, so I didn't expect good or bad. Um, I don't know if you, if you knew anything about this beforehand, whether you were expecting it to be bad or.
1: I just just from what Anthony from VR365 had said, he was very negative on it when um, it first was uh, a few weeks ago, I think it was or whatever, and so that was kind of stuck in the back of my mind as well. Um, but uh, but I think that's and you are always harping on this to us, Alex, is about giving the proper time to the developers, you know, to to properly watch or get into the game before we give a uh, uh, an opinion because it's to be fair to them, and and I think this whole experience for me highlighted that, you know, I, I always want to go in there, get the time in there and I will, but it's like, if you don't, you could potentially give a review that's not necessarily fair um, to the game.
3: Yeah. The, the game's got a nice, it's got a nice feel. I don't know. It's got a really nice atmosphere and feel to it. Not nice atmosphere, but it's got a, it, it kind of reminded me in sections um, gallery episode one, you know, where the bit where you, Mm-hmm. you're outside and and it's got the feel to that and then there's a bit of i don't know it's got its own feel to it really i once, i know people say it's red matter but it's nothing like red matter other than it's a puzzle game and there's some russian in there but yeah i mean it's it's i'd say it's closer to the galley you've, you've even got a, like a backpack system you can pull out and you can get a torch and you walk through the woods with your torch and you've got like your torch in one hand and your tracker in the other hand and you're having to you know, it feels quite immersive the way that they've done it with the interaction with the objects and how you have to use things and you have to use you know use your sight, use your sound and I think it's a really well designed game. The puzzles are varied enough, the game's varied enough. It's not repetitive. I, I just I just think it's good and I, I just think I hope that it gets enough uh, sales for them to keep making games because I, I'm interested in to see what else they can do. I
2: played it too. I played it for like an hour. And I got, I think, to the same place Roots is. And uh, I was surprised because Anthony of VR365, he played Pro's Prologue, and he wasn't impressed at all But that. That might have mostly been due to the performance issues. And he had a different PC back then. Um, and I don't know. I wasn't expecting a lot. Not, I, yeah, I I think it was definitely better than my expectations. And that, that snow scene was really impressive to me. I don't... That could be the best snow scene I've seen in VR. I don't know what you guys think. It
3: it looks good. I mean, I think the game looks, for a a small Mm -hmm. indie developer, I mean, even now you can see in the trailer that it's got a lot of games where they cover the face up because they don't want to deal with the face, you know, and that uncanny value thing. But they've actually got actual people. You can see the face, and they've got a little bit of... um, you know voice work and you can see the mouth moving and everything and it's not bad i mean it's really not bad for such a small team i think it's good you know i, I don't think mm-hmm. they've done a bad job it's definitely indie it's not you know triple a quality but i think this is worth the money personally
2: and it's unreal engine 4 so the graphics are going to be pretty good
3: uh, yeah it's nice it's got nice lighting uh, you know as like you said that snowstorm with the particle you can see all the snow flakes mm-hmm. coming down and yeah, that bit was funny when you walk outside and then the guy talks to you and he, he's ter- yeah. terrible voice acting. And then I turned around as I was walking back into the, the room and he was kind of like waddling around a little bit like he was being sped up a little bit. So there's, there's definitely a little bit of jank in there still. And the, but I kind, of, I kind of forgive it for some reason. But yeah.
2: This rowboat, I felt like the rowboat was screwed up. Like the way that you row didn't seem right. The direction of your rowing like and the way you're facing, I don't know if you felt I, that way.
3: I don't think it mattered. Way. I think once you started moving, it kind of moved really. I don't think it, okay. you couldn't steer it or anything. But you, you, you were basically just going on a straight path. But I think it was, in, I, I, actually re- I actually sat down and reset my seat on that, I just because you, you can press one of the buttons to reset. So I actually sat down yeah. physically, and I was rowing like I was on a rowboat. Yeah, it's, it was cool. I like what they're doing with it. And I, I mean, I'm three hours in, and I'm still not finished. So I don't know how big the game is, but I think the dev said about four hours. Uh, so I'm probably mm. about another hour to go, but yeah. I like it, I like it. All
0: right, so there you have it, prose enlightenment, solid
3: puzzle adventure. You heard it here Recom- first. Recommend, highly recommend it. If you're, highly if you're if you're if you're a puzzle uh, like adventure guy with storage, this is a definite buy for me. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. All right, uh, one more item. We had a uh, new game announced, uh, Charm Games this week announced uh, Trial by Ting. It's a fantasy adventure game with eccentric characters made from the ground up for VR. Um, Charm Games. These are the guys that brought us Form. Uh, Justin, did you did you play Form?
2: Yeah, I finished Form and Twilight Path. I think most people prefer Form, but for me, Form was too short and kind of too simple. I think I like <laughs> Twilight Path more than Form, and uh, hopefully, this Trial by Tang. This kind of looks more like Twilight Path to me, so maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be even longer than, than those, but both of those and have more to it.
0: Um, yeah, I didn't notice it before, but in the uh, title line of this trailer, this is actually, uh, it said a Twilight Path adventure. Mm-hmm. So this must be an episode of that, that game. I don't know anything about that game. Hmm. Um, Alex, does this game look interesting to you?
3: Yeah, I've played both Form and Twilight Path. Uh, I enjoyed them both. I actually preferred Form, personally, but I think that's more just, it was just more the aesthetics of it. I liked the feel of the, it was like a real, like a futuristic spaceship type feel, and and you've got your glowing uh, things that you have to pick up and manipulate and move around. I mean, I I felt like Twilight Path was very much a repeat of, of Form in a way. The puzzles just felt like, kind of repeated puzzles from form, just in a different environment a lot of the time. Um, it, Twilight Path is more like a um, fantasy sort of, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but it's, I think it's, it's supposed to be like a heaven or something. I don't know. I think it's connected to that sort of type of where you're in, like, a in between heaven and, and earth or something. I don't know really. I know fully that understand the story of it. But, yeah, it's, it's, this is, there's a bit in that game where this massive turtle comes out and he's talking to you. That was pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And yeah, there's some cool bits. I just found them both to be a little bit too short. I enjoyed them both, but I found I wanted more, which is probably a good thing because if, if, if you finish a game and you want more, then it shows that it's a good game. So I'm interested in this. My worry is that when did Twilight Path come out? Was it last year?
2: Probably late last year. Or yeah, early, so they've, they've, early this year? I don't
3: know. They're bringing them out pretty quick. I mean, you know, they're obviously huh. deciding to do short, shorter experiences. October 2018. Yeah. So it'll be. I don't know when this is due out. Do we have we got a release date for this new game? Uh, no, I didn't see one. Soon. Soon. And so yeah. less than a, It looks like it's going to be I'm less sure. than a year between them two of them. So they've not had a lot of time to work on it, unless they were already developing it and maybe they can use the assets as well so then they haven't got to create loads of new assets for it or something i don't know i don't even know what this is about i mean does anyone is there a description for it or anything i don't know
0: no not really not that i saw anyway um Rich, did you play form or twilight path
1: i played form not twilight path but i'm assuming that t- that because it is a, like you said it's a twilight path um story or path adventure it definitely will be the same um game mechanics or same game pretty much. Maybe it's just one game broken into two parts or, you know, maybe they were working on all it the whole time. I don't know. But uh, definitely the trailer looks really uh, interesting to me and I thought form was good. So uh, I definitely would want to check this out for sure.
3: You should yeah. try out Twilight Path. I mean, it's definitely worth, you know, it's about an hour and a half I think it took me to do it and it's worth playing through. It's an interesting world and, and I liked what they did, I and mean, then they do. There's that kind of weird, um, not weird, but interesting way you have you actually interact with things in Twilight Path. Where you have to, you kind of force, pull, and push, and move things around with your hands. So you have your hands up, and then you you kind of aim them, and you have to pull things around. And hmm. yes, yeah, it's, it's different. It's not something. It's a different, and you have to move like that. I think it's like teleportation, node based. So you kind of, I can't remember exactly how you do it. You might remember Justin, but you you do something with your hands. Which is different to anything I've seen before. I remember
2: there were flags hanging, and I would kind of like—what is you teleported, to, like toward the flags or something?
3: Yeah, you have, you have to kind of like have your hands together and then aim with your hand, and then you—I think you pull them apart or something. I can't remember how you do it, but yeah. it, it's a—it's an interesting mechanic. So. It sounds bizarre.
1: Definitely want to check it out now for sure. <laughs> and there's a boss. Yeah. There's a boss fight at the end.
3: Yeah, that was a bit lame. I thought. But did you enjoy that? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it seems a bit anticlimactic for me. So. Yeah, I can barely remember it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I won't spoil it, but it's not... There, there's a time limit to it, but you're not really in danger. Someone else mm-hmm. is in danger, and you're kind of having to just do something to quickly before it's over. Sort of thing. I had to do that twice. So I had to do it twice
2: also.
0: <laughs> All right, yeah, definitely looks cool. Uh, i am be interested to see more on this game uh, in the coming weeks and months. Uh, anything else on trial by team? Nope.
1: Nope. I think so.
0: Okay. And with that, that wraps our news and announcement segment. So as always, from here, we're going to go into our personal game review segment uh, where each of us will pick a couple of games and just talk about them, give our thoughts uh, and feelings on them. So first we have Justin. Uh, Justin, what are your games this week?
2: First game I'm going to talk about, this This just came out like last week, uh, it's called Gadgeteer. Uh, this is my favorite game of the year so far. I like it more than Shadow Legend, whatever else, I've had more fun with this than any other game. So this is like a, a Rube Goldberg type of game where you build machines to, you know, either there's a box at the other end with a switch that you have to hit. You know, well, pretty much that's how they all they all go. You're either gonna hit it with like a domino, or you're gonna hit it with a ball. Um, so there are actual levels in this game. What you're seeing here, like these are, see how there's a number there? These are levels, and you go through this whole like apartment, like you're going through like the kitchen, the living room, an, an office, a library, a bathroom, solving these these puzzles that all like link together. What you're seeing now in the video—that's uh, the sandbox mode where you can build anything you want, do whatever you want. Um, you can even mm-hmm. go up high in the up at the ceiling and build stuff up there too. So there are 61 levels, and it took me about 7.5 hours to beat all 61 levels, and I loved every second of it. Um, yeah, it was so much fun. I made I made two videos of it. I would really only recommend watching the first video because the second video I made shows the ending of the game so don't don't watch that um, <laughs> there is a story I talked to the, the developer um, see like, right after I uploaded my video to YouTube that guy found me on Reddit the developer and was talking about the game and asking like he's very responsive and asking for like what should I change what should I fix you know how would I how could I make this game like you know more popular and stuff like that so I told him lots of suggestions, and it sounds like he's going to implement them. Like, for example, you know, there's no smooth locomotion or anything. You you pull yourself around with just your right arm, uh, just like you would in Gorn. Except in Gorn, you can pull with both arms. I suggested that he add so that you can, like, at least do free locomotion or let people pull with both arms. Um, other thing is when you move, there's a comfort vignette, and I don't like that at all. I don't want any comfort shit at all. Uh, When you you can pull yourself up and down too, like so you can pull yourself up to the ceiling because some puzzles are up really high So when you do that it kind of like does this step thing It doesn't smoothly move you up It kind of like and and I told him get rid of that He said well that was a comfort thing too, and I was like stop worrying about people's comfort Like just I don't know give us options for the comfort But you know a lot of us don't need any of that. I said Uh, so there are tools on there on your right hand, you have a grabber where you just grab that ball, and then you have a duplicator where you can like just keep cloning items, so that way you can much more much more quickly uh, place items. Like if you're cl- placing a bunch of dominoes, then there's um, a dustbuster end, so you can vacuum up any stuff you don't wanna don't you change your mind on or whatever, and it'll go back into your inventory. in your right hand, you have an inventory of items that you just pull from, and that's where you're getting everything. All the stuff you're seeing. And each puzzle has certain items that you can use. It doesn't like, let you use the whole palette. In the sandbox mode, you have the whole palette. Um, I'm not sure what else to say. Uh, that right there is the final puzzle. Uh, there's a kind of a sci-fi theme going on um, when you solve puzzles. You'll see uh, later. And I don't know if I said... The developer Yes, yeah, said there's a story. I never noticed a story. Um, but he said like, as you're going through these puzzles, there are like things to read or like, if you pay attention, I'm not good at paying attention to things outside. Like Wes would get the whole story. Whereas I'm just focused on the puzzle and getting the ball from one place to another. Um, so maybe if Wes plays this, he could tell me what the story is. Cause I, I totally,
0: <laughs> I'm sure I'll get around to it sooner or later. I can yeah. add it on the list. I wasn't really interested in it all that much until I saw your videos of it, and it mm-hmm. actually looks
3: really cool. So Yeah, I've installed it already. I, I want to play it. I like stuff like this. Uh, you've mentioned it, that I think Bounce, I think you've mentioned that one before as well. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that, and I enjoyed Bounce, so this looks like... Yeah. I, one thing, I looked online, it's, it's early access, but it just seems like a complete game to me. I don't know what more, what more they're adding to it, but... Early access doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, I know, it's just... Usually, that to me, it means they're going to be adding more levels and stuff, mm-hmm. but it looks like it's... If it's got an end level with, like, a, an ending, then yes. it seems like it's actually a finished game. Maybe they just... He put it in early access because he knows he wants to maybe tweak things or something. I don't know, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'll wait for this one. I think I'll just go for it and and have a go. If it's, got a, if it's a full game, then I'll go for it. I maybe think. that's
2: what I should tell him. Take it out of early access.
3: Maybe yeah, that, it, must be, it does put people off, but, I mean... Uh, it just—it just doesn't seem like it needs to be an early access. It seems like it's a finished game. Mm-hmm. It can, you can—you can update finished games. You know, if he wants to che- tweak things, it's not a problem. So mm-hmm. maybe that's something. Maybe maybe ask him what's he what's he got planned, or whether it is just because he do, he wants to tweak things, and maybe he should just take mm-hmm. it out of early access because I don't think it needs to be an early access. So.
2: He wants to add more levels, and also uh, I think he wants to add more items, like right. like yeah. maybe some. Conveyor belts and maybe some other crazy stuff like this reminds me of the incredible machine I don't know if you ever played that that was like an old game in the 90s um, Where you build machines to get like a ball from one point to another it's almost the same thing, but that was two-dimensional
3: um, It's a really cool concept and it could definitely you can go pretty crazy with it like it could definitely add some pretty cool things in there mm-hmm. uh, Which could change and, and improve the game so it'll be interesting to see if he does update it regularly
0: Okay. Um, any, Bruce, you got anything on Gadgeteer?
1: Oh, I just—I was just gonna say I really enjoyed it. I've only played like ten levels, but uh, um, what I like about it is the fact that there's no wrong way to do it. You can solve the the puzzle in several different ways um, like Justin said, with whatever pieces they give you, it doesn't have to be like, I found myself like really trying to analyze and like, okay, let me try this. Does this work? And you try different stuff, hoping it works, um, find out what doesn't work. And I can imagine by level 61, you've got a lot of, a lot of tricks up your sleeves as far as what you can do and what you can't do. Like, I didn't even know you could literally like, we're seeing all this shit all laid out, but there's none of that's there. Like you just see across the room a little node, and you got to figure out how to get there, and then you got to figure out this one piece that spins around and have the ball hit that, flip it up, go up to that one, and it knocks a different thing, a different direction, and it it, it really is a very analytical game. And um, just from the way uh, getting to know Justin and the way his mind works, it's it is so up his alley. It's perfectly made for him and people like him because i i can't imagine ever getting to level 61 myself um so i did watch the last level and it was it was awesome
2: so yeah thanks and uh so i wanted to say there's a game called crazy machines vr and that's sort of like this the difference is crazy machines like everything's pre-set up and items that you get like go into a specific place there's a very specific only one way to solve the puzzle, uh, whereas this game, yeah, you can just figure out any way you want. you could there's so many different ways to do it. Um, and that's you know a reason why this is this is so great. And I forgot to say there's also a tool where you can freeze. so like you can freeze items in in the air as long as they're connected to another item or another object. So that's how a lot of this stuff is is like is staying up in the air using the, the freeze, the freeze ability. Um, so that's about it.
0: All right, cool. Uh, what was your other game this week, Justin? So
2: since I picked Gadgeteer, I decided to go with a theme. So I decided to go with Tumble VR. This is a, a PSVR game. This is one of the first PSVR games I got. And I remember when Anthony from VR365, when he first got PSVR, he was talking about this game a lot. So I, I knew when I, once I got a PSVR I needed to get this because this is right up my alley too. So you know the easiest levels you're just stacking you're just stacking blocks up and they're differently shaped blocks. They have different different weights, different friction, different. They're made out of different materials like some are glass, some are plastic, some are rubber, some are foam, you know, some are wood. So you have to take all of that into account when you're stacking them. And um, you know some of them are laser puzzles. The laser puzzles are the hardest. I struggle the most with those. Um, Last night, I got to the final level. And in the final level, uh, you have to actually... Well, there are hidden blocks in this game. Some levels have hidden blocks that you have to find. And in order to beat the final level, you have to find every single hidden block. It could be... It might be like 20 hidden blocks in the game. There's 79 levels. So this game... I think this game has a lot of replay value. And, um, so I beat, I beat the uh, final level, but there was no ending. I was hoping to like get an ending and be like, all right, <laughs> I can put that on the list. Can't put it on the list cause there wasn't an ending. Um, so, but there was one more medal. Each level has like at least three medals to get bronze, silver, gold. And then sometimes there are other, like goals. Like sometimes the blocks will have like, uh, a, pictures on them. So you have to put the cubes in a certain order so that you can like get that puzzle or maybe there's a target like there's a place over here that you have to build the blocks like diagonally so that you can actually touch that target and then that'll count for a metal things like that and some some just you know some just have a straight platform that you build on but then some have a platform that spins the whole time the whole time and then the blocks will shift a little bit as they're spinning then there are platforms that, that vibrate. It's like an earthquake the whole time. So the whole time the blocks are like moving all over the place and you have to, you have to like really move really fast and worry about like, all right, I gotta put this heavy block on top of this block to, to prevent that bottom block from shaking off. And then like the shit, you'll get the whole shit up up high and then it'll just all crumble down. And then you just go like, oh shit. And then you just gotta keep trying. That happened to me last night. I spent, I don't know, at least 30 minutes on one puzzle that kept falling down. And, um, I don't know, it's, I recommend it for sure. I think it's only 10 bucks. It's worth way more than 10 bucks. And you use a, you can either use a gamepad, you know, because the gamepad is tracked. And, or you can use a move controller. It's just a single controller. I wish you could use two, but it's just one. One thing that's weird is sometimes when you grab blocks, they kind of freak out a little bit. Like, they don't just like, you don't just pick them up nicely. Sometimes they go like, (laughs) And like spin really strangely, and then you'll have to like, if you have the move, the move controller, you'll. Uh, I'm just gonna go back to gadgets and go back to tumble. You go if you use the move controller. You just kind of have to like do this to make so the block will like flip and turn. But if you use the um, the game pad, you can use an analog stick to make the blocks spin around. From, from what I heard, this was a PS3 game, a flat PS3 game, but I never played it. So this was my introduction to uh, to tumble.
0: Are yeah other... I find it uh, I find it surprising that, that I didn't know there was that many levels that's a lot of content mm-hmm. this thing goes on sale all the time for like three four or five bucks so to, to have that much content uh, maybe mm-hmm. I should uh, give it a look
2: definitely get it. yeah, cool. it's a it's a must buy in my opinion
0: Wow well I will keep that in mind next time I see it on sale yeah. and uh, I'll try to remember to bring it up on here so that it, Everyone else can get in on it as well. Um, anyone else with any questions or comments about Tumble VR? Nope. All right, so uh, I guess we'll move on then to Alex. What were uh, the games you'd like to talk about
3: this week? Muted. Mute. Right. sorry. Before, before I go on to my games, I just want to quickly, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time, just quickly revisit a couple of games. Because on the first episode, we talked about two games and I not finished them. And I just want to quickly give my final thoughts on those. So the first one was Torn. Basically, i finished that game now. Uh, what I'll say about that game is if, if you like story-driven adventure games, then I personally recommend it. There's a section in the middle where it gets a bit tedious with the puzzles. If you can go past that, then the story takes over and it becomes more interesting. So I just wanted to give my final verdict on that. And then the other one was Gates of Nowhere, which... I've put about like four hours into that and I've given up on it because it's too freaking hard but uh, <laughs> I got up to a, the four hours I mean I, I put four hours into this game It's it's got four levels and I'm in the second level so it's quite a long game um, and I enjoyed what I did so for the five pound I paid for it I recommend it at that price it's really good up to that point there's a point where on the second level where you go down the spiral staircase and it's just guy after guy like 40 guys and I'm still not finished with it and I ended up nearly dying, and I got this grenade potion out and threw the grenade potion out and blew myself up and freaking took the headset off in disgust and I just thought, right, I'm never playing that again. But up to that point, I really enjoyed it. And for the sale, it goes on sale a lot for about £5. I highly recommend it at that price. So I just wanted to quickly recap on those because I, I, I didn't think it was fair to not kind of finalise my thoughts on those two games. So, so the actual main game I'm going to talk about first is uh, I Expect You to Die. Which was I think this was one of the earlier games that came out, which is a puzzle, that um, like escape the room type game. It's kind of like the biggest, the best escape the room type game. Really, um, it came. I can't remember. I think is it four or five levels, and then they've added an extra level for free. Um, so there's it took me about an hour and a half to finish all the games it's not a massively long game but there is a lot of a lot of replayability you can go back through and there's different ways to complete it with achievements if you're into that sort of thing um, but yeah it's kind of the, the game's called I expect you to die because it's kind of like a James Bond type of theme where you're you're a spy or some sort of secret agent and you've got to go through, scenarios where you've got to try and figure out a way out of the scenario basically and there's about a million different ways that you can blow yourself up or gas yourself or kill yourself and you've you so you are going to die basically there's no way unless you're super amazing at puzzles there's no way you're going to get through this game without um without you having some sort of uh death so yeah the 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 way that this works is there's no room scale, so you stay in one place, and then you can use kind of like a telekinesis to move objects that are further out of your reach towards you. You can actually like freeze them in space, which is quite quite handy sometimes because there's certain. Sometimes you need like a periodic table or something. You've got to pin it up so you can keep referencing to it while you're trying to fix a, finish a, a puzzle. Um, the, my favourite one was actually the last one, the one that they added, um, where you're on a train. And it's kind of like a. It kind of felt more like a. Like you were playing out like a, a, a spy film. And yeah, I don't want to spoil what happens, but yeah, it's quite good. Um, I believe that. I've, and I know it's been confirmed for the quest, so this is now a quest title. Mm-hmm. And I also believe that the developer have mentioned that they are actually bringing another level out for free. So what's. I'm looking forward to seeing if if that actually happens. Uh, have any of you guys played this? Has anyone else played this one? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, this that car level. That's the first level in the game. That used to be a free DK2 demo uh, back in like 2015. And I remember when I tried that. I was like, holy shit, this is the, like one of the best things I've ever seen. And they were saying they were going to eventually turn it into a game. And uh, yeah, it ended up being I expect you to die, which to me, is still one of the best puzzle games there is.
3: I think it's like the gold standard for Escape the Room games. I mm. can't think of another Escape the Room type game. Because mm. you are fixed in one spot, and you are trying to... The submarine one is cool as well. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. Or the second, yeah. that's a, no, it's a third level. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're you up against the time on that one because you've got to get oxygen. That's oxygen's, uh, Your water's coming in. You've got to fix leaks. and yeah that that was quite cool the, the, the levels are quite varied and it's definitely um quite creative the devs have uh, you know i think i feel like the last one for me was the best and that hopefully they can expand on that the way that that you felt like you were on a, a journey with that one and like events it kind of played out like a scene rather than you just being in a room and having to try and figure things out things mm-hmm. played out in a certain order and yeah uh, yeah without spoiling it yeah it, it was more, I, I don't know, I quite enjoyed that one more. But yeah, it's a good game. It goes on sale a lot, so I, I definitely keep an eye out for it on sale because it's a, it's one of the OG games that came out and uh, it, it gets put on sale quite a lot. And if you haven't played it already, I definitely recommend it. It's a must-buy. Yeah.
2: It's,
3: it's not even a question. You have to buy this um, if, yeah, you don't, okay, if you definitely. don't have it. <laughs> Has anyone
1: else played this one? Wes, I played it. Um, actually, I enjoyed it. Although I, I, never, <laughs> I guess I gave up earlier than you did because I never made it to the submarine and I made it to the window thing. And um, this game is actually not easy. The the puzzles aren't like very obvious. They're um, they are once you figure them out, but they, it definitely requires people thinking. So if you can't think, then maybe this isn't a game for you. Um, but it is. It's very. I agree with Justin. Definitely a must have, even at uh, the regular price, which I don't think is that expensive. Um, on sale, it's usually like five bucks. I think it might be 10. I don't know, I'm not sure on that one, but, uh, definitely
3: yeah, I think it's usually, is it, I think it's usually like $15 or something. Is it? Something
1: right.
3: like. Yeah. You can catch it on
0: self for 10 quite often on the PSN store though. I don't know about steam, but
2: people are even really impressed by just the intro. Cause it's like this James, James Bondish intro.
1: If you, have you ever like stopped to watch the whole intro? Mm-hmm.
3: It I've does, actually, no. It oh. has
1: a very witty, witty um, commentary as well. It's that—that's something that um, I like as well. The uh, the hardest levels for me were the submarine
2: and the the train, which is that DLC level. That train's not in this trailer. Man, I had I had to try those so many times. I mean, it had to be at least fifty times each.
3: Really? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I didn't take that long, but it's definitely not you're going to die a lot i mean yeah. there's definitely no doubt you know you, you no matter what uh i think i found the, the second one probably the most p- puzzling for me i can't remember yeah is that the window the window one, one? that's yeah, the one the, that i
1: yeah it was it's difficult
3: not like the chemistry thing but yeah it was they're all different varied and yeah very very good game yeah and I, I think
0: if i'm not mistaken i heard that uh each stage has multiple ways that you can get out of it right
3: yeah Yeah, Yeah. there's different ways to solve it so i mean i I don't know Uh, you you can go back and there's achievements for doing it in certain ways so there is replayability but i've not personally gone back through it again cool oh yeah there Um, are
2: achievements i might have been exaggerating on 50 i hope so i don't know
3: (laughs) i don't know it's possible Mm -hmm. it was a it was a tricky one that was the hardest one i think the submarine one yeah
2: maybe it felt like 50 it felt like 50 yeah (laughs) yeah
3: uh, Alex, what was your uh, your other game this week? Uh, my other game was Winlands, the first one. Um, this game was a game that I... This is another one that was one of the f- early games. It was actually a gamepad-only game, I think, when it first came out, and then they added um, controller support for it. But this is one of the games that I, I bought. It's one that I've watched people play, and I never really got it. I never really thought it was anything special. Um And then I bought it because it was cheap on sale for like £5. Played it once because I'd just got VR and I got sick and I kind of like just deleted it and never bothered with it. And then Winlands 2 came out and I thought, you know what, I need to give this another go and went in it. And yeah, I was okay. I didn't get motion sick. I uh, absolutely loved it. absolutely loved it. This game is like a platform puzzler, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it... this, there's no combat or anything like in the second game. This is all single player. Uh, it's it's kind of like you have to um, get. You've got three worlds, and then you've got three crystals in each world, and they're all really high up, hard to reach places. So you've got to basically figure out how to get to each crystal, and that's that's the game effectively. But the way that you move is you obviously you've got these hooks that you fire out and there's different modes you can have it where you can grab anywhere but i actually had it where you just grab the trees and that's that's i think that's how this designed to be played and that's where the puzzle element comes in because you can only grapple onto the green trees so you've got to figure out how to get up to the to the top obviously by only grabbing onto them. There's, it gets really hard where you know, you've got to really. You, you kind of stand there, and you have to try to plan your route. Like, okay, right, I'll go that way, and then there's there's one over there. And sometimes you are just hanging and you kind of like drop yourself down, and you're swinging backwards and forwards to try and get momentum to go up to another bit. And it's it's one of those games that are really hard at first, and after a while, you just kind of get into a flow with it, and you start to get good at it. And when you actually pull off a section where you go through a section and you you kind of swinging through, and if it's got this, it's one of the uh. Oh, there he went.
1: Nah.
0: Oh, well, Um, Justin, you've mm-hmm. played Windlands, right? Yeah. Uh let let me ask you. I've never played the first Windlands game. Mm-hmm. Uh is there any reason now that I've played Windlands 2 that I should go back and check out Windlands 1? Uh it's in your
2: library, so <laughs> you might as well. Uh, <laughs>
0: might as well yeah well, i mean there's a lot of games that are in my library so
2: yeah um, oh more like yeah. you're asking is it worth your
1: time uh i don't think more to it than the first second one i'm I just basically
0: game. i'm asking uh is, is there anything appealing about this game to someone like me who's already played the second no, one i think Am i gonna
2: sorry i'm sorry i think this go is ahead. i think this is harder to control than winlands 2 and there's you know well okay here's what's more appealing it's more open so you can go anywhere in the world you know you want whereas winlands 2 feels a little bit more closed a little bit more like a corridor whereas this i think is a little bit more freedom maybe
0: right it's less
2: linear but winlands 2 is the better game
0: yeah okay uh looks like alex is back you live with us
3: alex can you hear me yeah yep. yeah 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 i never disconnected but I, for some reason you couldn't hear me i don't know you, Maybe you just my froze internet. up froze. You froze up yeah you froze
0: up your sound went you were gone
3: yeah brother. I, yeah it's it looks really choppy for me for some reason but uh as long as you can hear me you got to yeah, talk to the, the, okay. the, the, sorry can you hear me yeah
2: i can hear you i was just saying you got to talk yeah. to bt
3: yeah i do i need to kick some butt yeah. um but yeah, between between this one and the second one, I actually preferred this one. Um, oh wow! Just uh, just just only just, but it, they are different. They are different games. This is definitely like a puzzle, single player puzzle game, whereas the second one's like an adventure, uh, action, game. Mm-hmm. So they are different. And um, we played through this obviously four player and on the, on the second one, so it, it's got a different feel to it. But I I really, this is one of those games where I started playing it and I just kept playing it you know just every night until i finished it i just and there is speed runs as well you can actually go through the the different areas and try and get through them as fast as you can but i never did that i just concentrated on uh, just getting to the crystals and it, i think it took me about three and a half four hours so it's you know when you can pick it up for like five pounds it's it's worth it's worth if you if you don't get motion stick and and you want if you like a challenging game then uh, yeah i'd definitely get it
0: cool I never really um, gave it much of a look. You know, after I played Windlands 2, it seemed super awesome. Uh, but uh, the the first game, just looking at it, it looks so much more basic than the uh, Windlands 2. But uh, you, the way you're talking, it's it's actually set up uh, a lot differently the gameplay. Gameplay-wise, it's a lot different game. So. I don't yeah, know, it's I'm, a different game. I may jump in and check it out at some point. Uh Justin, did you have anything you wanted to add on Windlands?
2: Yeah, Alex, did you have a harder time controlling yourself in this game than Winlands 2?
3: Um There is a diff there is difference between the two. I don't know if they've refined the controls, but um I don't know. Hmm. I felt like Winland's Two was more forgiving. I, th- I felt like this was a more difficult, more challenging game. Mm-hmm. Like the, I felt like the hooks are longer in Winland's Two. There's times in Winland's Two where I was, I felt like what I was gone. You know, there's no way I was coming back. And somehow I still reached some of the points. Whereas this felt like, you know, you really had to be more precise with and, and be. You couldn't free flow like with Winland's Two. You can come to the edge, not even really think about it, and just jump off, and you know that you there's plenty of places that you can just hook onto whereas this you really had to stop look figure out where you were going to go and then kind of and go from there
2: yeah i had no problem with winlands too but i lost patience with this game so i basically cheated and made it so every surface was grapplable. yeah and that's how i beat it
3: yeah Yeah, i i I didn't i i I persevered with it but that's what i enjoyed about it i enjoyed the challenge and yeah that's i think that's what the game's about really it's it's about figuring out it's like a it is, you, you, with this one you, you do have to do the same like to get to one checkpoint to another you do have to do You know you might have to do it 5, 10, maybe even 15, 20 times sometimes just to get to a certain area mm-hmm. Whereas with Lin- Windlands 2 there was never really anywhere. I got really stuck like that. So mm-hmm. It's different
0: Cool um, Well, uh, if we have nothing else on Windlands that brings us to Roots Roots, what do you want to talk about today,
1: Bud? Uh, all right. My first game is um, actually came out in 2011 as a flat game, and uh, they re-released it in December um, December 15th of 2017. It's uh, L.A. Noir VR Case Files. Um, this game, to me, I, I I bought this game on Steam flat um, on a sale for like eight bucks, and was so blown away. That I I literally had to try the VR um, version. Now the VR version goes for about 30 bucks, but I bought it on sale from Kingwin I think for 15 dollars. But I will say at 30 dollars, uh, this game is well worth the money. Um, things it does right: uh, the driving has the best driving in a game. Um, and I will preface that because anybody that's seen played this game is gonna say, "Are you fucking crazy?" It's not the driving that's the best. It's the way that you drive, the way that you grab the steering wheel and actually grip on and steer like you would a real steering. uh, I would imagine that with tweaking, that will be the future to some extent of what we're doing um, driving games, because it really does make you feel like you're holding a steering wheel. That's where it, it goes off the rails, because it's so weird the way it drives. You're zipping back and forth. Um, they didn't implement that well, but the way you grab it is amazing. Um, atmosphere. I've spent at least an hour or two roaming around the city in my car or on foot, just checking out 1947 Los Angeles. The way that they, I would imagine. I mean, obviously, I'm not. I'm old, but I'm not that old. Um, I would imagine they. It, it's how it looked back then, even to the detail of the way the trolleys interact with um, traffic, which I thought was intriguing because the cars are literally going with them and and around them and, and really bizarre. Like I can't imagine driving back then, but I I guess there wasn't as many cars on the road. So they were able to do that. Even the traffic lights, um, have a, just a red to green light, which, um, yellow, I guess, hadn't been implemented in that at that time. And, um, and then it's got the sign that pops up to stop and go almost like I would imagine if you were, uh, you were implementing a new system that people weren't 100% what that green or red light meant. Um, to me, all of that is fascinating. The the buildings, just everything. Um, for a for an eight year old port, uh, it's phenomenal. The the people, that, the you know, when this was made back in the day, the um, the facial recognition and the the way that the faces looked and talked was actually very cutting edge, and now it's pretty much standard. But the way it translate in v- translates in VR, as you're talking to somebody, it really can gives you that immersion feeling, like you're uh, like you're really in front of somebody talking. So I thought that was um, done very well. Uh, what it does bad, the controls are very janky. There's no real locomotion. Like you can swing your arms and do that kind of bullshit, but I tried, and it, it, half the time it feels good, half the time it feels very weird. Um, and then the other way that they do it is like in the game on the flat version, you click on an icon or something across the screen and he runs, which is what I ended up doing. But it's it's kind of jarring in VR because you're standing looking first person and then all of a sudden this guy comes out of you and runs across the thing. So the moving is not not anywhere near what I would like for um, for that. They need to. I wish they would have done that a little bit different. Um, it's only got a handful of cases. I think it's got like eight cases, and a couple of them are, are um, kind of tutorials. So I was kind of bummed out on that. Uh, if they would have been able to translate the whole game, uh, it it would be right up there with Skyrim, in my opinion. Um, uh, it's not as interactive as the original. Like in the original game, you can get over the body of a, a, a dead person, you can grab her, the person's head, because typically I said her, because a lot of the victims are um, are females from a, a creepo dude. And you can grab her face and you can twist the head and you can look at like abrasions on the neck and you can grab the arm and you can manipulate it. And it, in some of the ways you can only do some of that in um, with it. So they I feel like they, they limited themselves on that and i don't know if that was like a time issue or 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 what but um but yeah i i would say that anybody that played the original even if you haven't played the original and you're looking for a game that has um good detective skills looking for clues uh being able to question people and and that's one of the things i loved about the original and this one the most is like you'll throw something out to somebody and they get cocky and they'll be like, oh, fuck you, you don't know shit. And then you throw down some some evidence like, oh, yeah, well, let me – and then they – oh, the demeanor changes and now they want to help you. And, and so you can you can actually question them the right way or the wrong way, um, good cop versus bad cop way. So they, they give you a lot of options. So um, I definitely think it's, it's worth playing for sure.
3: So – right.
0: Cool. Uh, Alex, uh, I think you've played this one, haven't
3: you? Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I'm not quite as... I liked it, but I'm not quite as, you know, up on it as uh, as Roots. What, what I liked about this game is it's just it felt like a glimpse the future, you know, of, of, of a AAA, Grand Theft Auto in VR or something like that. They, they didn't put all the game in there, so they basically chose five. There's only five of the actual case files in there. Um, and the problem I had with that is that they chose five case files that are the, the story doesn't make any sense because they, they're all it's all fragmented. Disjaunted. There's not. Yeah, yeah, because it's not following. There is actually a main story. There's like in the in the main game, there's like a main storyline with a serial killer who's, who's like a copycat killer or whatever, and then there's certain certain side crimes that you have to deal with on the way through the story and what they've done here is they've got a couple of them from the main story, and then they've got a couple of the side ones, and they're all separated, and they don't really make sense, so there were certain times when this, something would happen, and then it wouldn't even follow on from that, it would just feel completely disjointed, so I liked what they did with the the, the fact that they went in there, and they, they, they added the interactivity, the driving does work surprisingly well, that is one thing I was, you wouldn't expect I mean, whenever they told me to sit down, I'd get a seat, and I'd you know, reset my headset and then you'd have your hands out and you're doing this with the wheel you can even pull the handbrake uh, to do handbrake turns as well and it felt really surprising it's certainly better than using a joystick I'd say to steer it feels more precise and more accurate and there is a there is a scene where you're chasing a guy through like um, an alleyway uh, and that just felt really good I mean I, I can just imagine in the future you know Grand theft Auto or something where you you're doing a chase scene and you're driving through an alleyway and there's people jumping out of the way and things and there were just certain glimpses that I really liked and I, I just thought you know when this is a full game that's you know from ground up developed for VR it's going to be incredible but right now it just felt like um rockstar kind of just just tinkering a little bit and they've, mm-hmm. they've kind of They've, I like the fact that they've, put, they've gone to the effort of doing the motion controls and everything, but obviously there's a lot missing from this game, from the main, the main flat game, which made it kind of... It just didn't make sense. The story didn't make sense. and uh, You know, and the, the, the locomotion, I'm, I thought there was a, I thought they added an option for free locomotion, but I can't they remember. They did?
1: Yeah. Was that the swing in the arms? or No, there's free locomotion. No, no. I'm, well, looking at, I'm looking
2: at my Steam review from 2017. But I updated it in February 2018 and I say in it that uh, they they patched in free locomotion
1: yeah well whatever I tried I couldn't find anything that was was free locomotion I'll have to go back and try it op- it's only been a few months
2: the options menu isn't very good I think it said something like something like hand is what they call free yeah. locomotion
3: it's not called free locomotion they've not you can tell that this has been developed separately to everyone else I think that's a lot of a problem with a lot of developers where they kind of, they develop their game on their own rather than looking at what other people are doing and then using, like it's like with, um, what's that game we were talking about, Immortal Legacy, mm-hmm. they, they've obviously developed their own locomotion system, and that, that locomotion system from what I've heard is actually, you know, if you get used to it, it's okay, but the problem is it's like the W, you know, ASD thing once a standard gets put in place and everyone's used to it then that's what they need to do because otherwise if you start doing weird things you, it, even though it might make sense if if that was the only way to do it you probably just get used to it you know it, it, you all other developers need to just get with the standard way of doing things so that everyone else is on the same page and i feel like sometimes developers develop on their own little bubble and they don't play and see what other people's developers are doing and seeing what mm-hmm. the they're not really paying enough attention to what's happening with the industry, maybe. My uh,
2: sorry. My favorite parts of this game were the fist fighting and the driving. Um, the fist fighting felt really good to me, but also the driving. I'm reading from my review. I said there's easy or involved driving where you can turn the key to start and use the column shifter. And I really liked that whole column shifter thing and everything. I felt like the driving was awesome. It was the best part.
3: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did that. I put it on the the harder one, and yeah, it it felt felt really nice. You know, Mm -hmm. having to use the shifter and like I say, you could pull the because the handbrakes used to be on like a lever, so you had Mm -hmm. the handbrake lever. You could pull that and you would pull a handbrake turn, and it was it was really well done. Uh, The driving works well and, and surprisingly I don't know how long you'd want to sit with your arms out like, like this but <laughs> yeah it, it. there's another bit as well where you're in like a warehouse and you have to shoot uh, you're like behind columns and then you, it is like node no based but I liked that I quite enjoyed that section where you've got to peek around the pillars and you've got to take the guy out and then move to the next location there were certain sections that I really enjoyed but I just felt like overall it just felt like it didn't feel like a complete game for me when
2: this game first came out rift it wouldn't even work with rift like the controls
3: are all screwed up so
2: i don't know it, at some point if they fixed it or what happened but like only Vive people could play
3: it well mm-hmm. i played it on the rift and it worked fine for me so was it recent or like how long ago i don't know uh mm-hmm. i played it on the oculus stocks it's actually on the oculus store now so oh,
1: okay then that must well, have been more recent then yeah i played it like three months ago and it was fine so okay but yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely definitely a game worth checking out.
2: It came out in twenty seventeen.
1: Yeah, December fifteenth, I believe.
3: I remember uh, when this. this I remember, sorry, I was to say, I remember when this was announced, because this was the same sort of time as Skyrim, and this was, uh, you know, major hype for it. But then when everyone found out that it was gonna be like only five cases, people seemed to shit on it a little bit and. I don't think it deserves quite the hammering it got. Maybe on the launch it wasn't as good, but from the version I played, it is still worth playing through.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played it every. Sorry, I think I played it every night until I beat it. Sorry, Wes.
0: couldn't be that bad then, right? If, it, if people were being drawn into playing all the way through it. So. Yeah. Uh, Roots, what else? What else do you have for us this week?
1: uh second game i chose was uh jet x um actually another one we got a key for and uh um it's one of those games that i think timing wise it it's not working out for them very well you know with um what space junkies coming out you know this is touted as the uh the poor man's space junkie because it's it was came out at 14.99 on sale for 9.99 and um at that price it's it's definitely worth checking out it, it's amazing but the problem for JetX right now is it just went off a of sale it's 14.99 and space junkies just went on sale at 14.97 two cents cheaper and uh there's no way you would pick this game over space junkies or most people anyway i mean there's differences that i like in JetX over space junkies and i hate to make the comparison but i mean it almost made itself when i saw that the price dropped this week, right when I was about to talk about it. But, um, jet X, I like the movement better. Like I know, Alex, you said you've got an issue with head based movement. Well, this one, you're, you're moving with your direction with, uh, the head based and that's great. But like within jet X, if someone's behind me, I've got my jets on my hands. I can shoot up like this and I can shoot myself backwards and, and do a weird maneuver and and swoop back behind them. I mean, there's a lot of movement man, options that make it phenomenal. And the biggest single thing that I, I think is intriguing about JetX is the way that they've tied your boost, and pretty much everything is tied to your shields. So there's a lot of compensation you're making. If you need to um, to boost to get away from somebody, your shield is going down, so now you're at risk to die a lot more. And, um, so that trade-off is amazing. Um, I really liked it. Uh, but I think one of the biggest things that they have done wrong is they've tried to, to, they've bit off more than they can chew. They've tried to do too many modes and I like different modes, but personally, I think they should focus on, uh, the racing mode because there's a racing mode. There's a deathmatch mode. There's, um, like a mode where you're, everybody's going after the core. Well, the racing (laughs) mode kind of feels a little bit like um, Mario Kart somewhat in VR, but you're able to move everywhere. So if they could tweak that and they could make it um, a little bit better, I think they could differentiate themselves from Space Junkies into a, a, a different mode. Um, all of this being said, I couldn't tell you what the multiplayer is like because the servers kept crashing every time I tried to get in. Every single time it would get to either four seconds so it would say it found a match. It would get to um, four seconds and then it would crash, or it would tell me that the servers weren't available. So I only got to try the bots, um, but it was it was amazing, um, you know. And then like I'll, I'll I'll go into space junkies a little bit as far as is what this doesn't have is the guns, you know, the guns in space junkies are freaking amazing. So maybe if jet maybe added a couple different types of guns or, you know, I'm trying to give the devs some things that they could work on to make it an, a bit more of an amazing game. But um, I definitely think it's worth playing. I just don't see any reason to buy it when you can buy space junkies at the same price. That's my personal opinion. Um, two weeks from now, when it space junkies goes up to the, ridiculous 40 fucking dollars it is then this makes sense for sure so
0: yeah yeah i think the space junkies people are probably just trying to fill up their lobbies they have a very young game going on right now and it is expensive so i'd say that you know it's a multiplayer only game so i'd say they need to get people into their lobbies so i'd say that this uh that it's currently on probably won't be something that you're going to see very often mm-hmm um, Justin, you played Jet not long ago. What'd you think about it?
2: Yeah, I thought it was a Space Junkies Light. And this trailer makes it look way better than it really is. So whoever made the trailer is great at making trailers. Um, I didn't, I'm not big into this arena shooting stuff, but for me that arena shooting didn't feel that great. And they advertised this game as, as being, um, like the fastest VR game yet. And it wasn't, didn't feel that fast to me. Um, I don't know, I've played plenty of faster games. The the racing, for me, yeah, was the funnest part, but there were, there were a lot of parts where I got completely stuck. Like, I would fall into a canyon, and then I would just sit there, waiting for the game to, like, respawn me up higher. But I would just sit down there, like, what the hell, I'm gonna lose the race now! And I don't know if that was intended or what. But then, randomly, the games would sometimes, like, warp me... Ahead of everyone else, maybe they were just rubber banding me like they do in Mario Kart. Um, so yeah, the racing was was okay, but like I don't know, just didn't feel that good to me. Um, in the in the battle arena, we were all getting wiped out by some little Russian kid with a super high pitched voice. <laughs> um, so maybe that was part of it. I was
1: just getting my ass kicked. So uh... that's about it. All right, cool. Yeah, um, I, I found it to be really fast paced, at least when you're getting in the thick of it. But mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe like you said, if if somebody was dominating, I could see how that wouldn't seem like anything but spawning and dying.
0: Uh, so. Justin's used to playing that what that jet island as well, where you jet can island. constantly go into a loop and and accelerate to mm-hmm. a five thousand, you know, yeah. miles per hour. So. This game, compared to that, might seem pretty slow.
1: Space Junkies, Justin, what you need to do is you need to play JetX a, a couple rounds and then go play Space Junkies, because I did that mm-hmm. yesterday, and after I did that, Space Junkies, I felt like was fucking slow. Ah. Like, I couldn't maneuver. Like, somebody would come up behind me, and I'm dead. There's no way, but I, I, I there's no way to get away from it, um, and that would be my only gripe about Space Junkies. I just felt like I was moving really slow, and uh, but everything else was amazing. They could have said yeah. the
2: fastest arena shooter or something. Yeah. Because, yeah, it might be.
0: All right, uh, anything else on Jet X? I think
1: so. All nope.
0: right. Well, I guess it is my turn then. Um, this week I'm going to uh, talk about uh, one of my favorite Oculus Rift games, Wilson's Heart. Um, What originally got me thinking about this game was we've been talking about node based movement uh, on this game or the other every week that we've been on here and it would be wrong not to mention how good this game is in spite of the node based movement. Uh, This game, I I guess you could call it kind of a puzzle adventure, but it's more of a mystery game. Uh, The puzzles are, are pretty easy. Most of them. You're more trying to figure out the story here with this one. And uh, in my opinion, the strength of this game is the storytelling. This is a story based game and it's a common in VR games. uh, It's a common complaint that the voice acting is is just terrible in, in a lot of VR games. Well, this is probably got the best voice acting that I've ever seen in any game. And, that, and that's with good reason. This this game has an all-star cast of well-known actors. Uh, and I can read those off to you right now. Peter Weller is the lead in this game, Rosario Dawson, the second lead, Michael B. Jordan, Alfred Molina, Kirkwood Smith, Paul Rubens, uh, and and more. These are, are big, big name actors and they did a great job in this game. Um, telling the story. Now, originally when I when I got my Oculus Rift, I had no idea what this game was. I'd never heard of it, but I was searching for horror games and this game came, came up in, uh, in a search. And I wouldn't really consider this to be a, a, a classical horror game. This is more of like an ode to uh, the classic monster movies Uh, I mean, I know there's some pretty disturbing imagery here in this trailer, but they've picked out probably the most graphic parts of the game and put into the trailer. This is more reminds you of a classic monster movie, you know, Frankenstein, the mummy type stuff, uh, than than really a horror game. Uh, But this game is all about the story. It's all about the, uh, the environments. The production value is super high. Probably as good as any game I've ever played in VR. And uh, just thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with this game. Um, I think you've all played this one, right? So, uh, Justin, what did you think about Wilson's Heart? Yeah, by the looks of it, I wasn't
2: that interested when it first came out. I guess part of it is because it's black and white. But then it was on sale one time. And then I, uh, you know, I said, all right, I'll get that, try it out. I mean, I like horror. And then once I started playing it... I played it every night. It was another one of these every night until I finished the games. Um, I I liked it a lot. I mean, I liked I liked the puzzles. Um, there was even a puzzle where I couldn't figure out what to do, and I had to go on the internet. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> um, yeah. And there's you know there's scenes where you actually battle the monsters. I like that stuff. Like there's like a fly guy you battle. There's like a you know, you know, oh. Uh, swamp thing type of thing there's all sorts of different mm-hmm. monsters in this
0: yeah now I'll, I'll point out that the first time the first time i ever punched my tv was playing this game when mm-hmm. i was in a fist fight with a man who came to life made out of uh, prosthetics so yeah there's a lot <laughs> of uh, physical melee attacking in this game
2: mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i mean that's about all i have to say about it i recommend it for sure
3: uh what about you alex what'd you think of wilson's heart uh, this is one of those games I struggled a bit because of my fear <laughs> fear factor, but it, it ended up not being that bad. It, it's got, I think, maybe two or three jump scares, but it's not too bad. But most of the time, like, if, I, if you have to open a hatch, I'd... You know, I'd be like this, hoping in the hatch, because I'd feel like something was going to jump out at me, or if you have to put your hand inside something, or I was always expecting something to jump out at me, and it never really happened, but yeah, this this game's great, it's like you've said, the voice work, um, I didn't realise Michael B. Jordan, I bet he wouldn't, get, he wouldn't do this now, and now he's a big time actor, okay. but yeah, there's some, uh, <clears throat> some good voice work, good animation, um, the weird thing about this one is it's black and white, but when I remember this game, I remember in colour. It's really weird. I don't think... For some reason, my brain almost kind of filled in the colour of the game. I, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird feeling because when you're in there, you don't even think about the black and white. Because um, like there's that there's like a lizard monster guy, and I, I kind of remember him being green. It's weird. I don't know. But, yeah, um, there's some... The puzzles were a bit too projected, I thought. There's times where they actually physically show like a... A silhouette of you doing something to show you what to do, mm-hmm. and I would have liked to have at least had the chance to figure those out. There was one puzzle with like these postcards where you had to put them in right order, and I thought that was a really cool puzzle. Um, oh yeah. That was that was really creative though. I've not seen anything like that before with the way. I won't spoil it, but yeah, this is it's cool the way that worked. Um, yeah, this, there was one bit towards the end. I, I can't say anything about spoiling it, but I've got a from a kid. Um, I kind of Michael Jackson Thriller. I got forced to watch that when I was when I was really young, so I've got a fear of something. And uh, when something happened, yeah, I ripped I ripped the headset off pretty quick. That was my favorite. (laughs)
2: That
3: was my favorite music video. Yeah, yeah. As a kid. Oh, the video. Yeah. See, I I was really really young. I was like four or something. So was I. I. it traumatized me for life, but uh, yeah, I literally played the rest of the game uh, at the end by holding the my thing, my thumb over the um, sensor and watching it through the TV because I couldn't, I couldn't actually bring myself to put it back on my head. So yeah, that was that was that was uh, that that did it for me. I'm glad that happened at the end and not halfway through, otherwise I probably would have never have finished the game. But uh, yeah, there's some really cool. This game really has some diverse monsters. There's not, they don't reuse assets. There's the bit where you said with the prosthetics, can't speak, prosthetics guy. The way that I'm not spoiling it, but the way that happens and the twist, and you don't know where it's gonna go really. And that's there's some big twists to the story that you don't see coming. And yeah, it's it's a great game. it, it is definitely focused around the story and um, with the node based teleportation again. What I'll say about that is that the way that, because of the fact they know where you're going to be and where you're going to be looking, they could set up certain sequences and certain scenes, and you would have to be doing a certain thing to activate a certain thing. And it's just something that you couldn't physically do. I don't, I don't think you could do it really if you were free locomoting around because you could be looking anywhere. So that's something that we're not going to really see anymore because no one wants a node base teleportation. But there's certain sequences in that game where they had to force you to be. There's only one node, and you have to do something. You have to be there, and a sequence plays out. And Yeah, really, really cool game. Definitely another high recommendation.
0: Well, I think this is a prime example of how good node-based teleportation can be in a very cinematic game. And we've got Blood and Truth coming uh, in just a few weeks, and it, too, is going to be a very cinematic game. So we should probably, as we've said repeatedly on this show, Let's give it a shot before we condemn it uh, for the teleportation style. Uh, as far as the, uh, the, the black and white goes, I think it really works in this game. And, and the reason why it works is because it, it is an ode to the classic monster movie. And all of those movies were in black and white. And, and I'm sure when you think back to those, you kind of think about those being in color as well, too. Just because back then, when you were watching stuff like that, the black and white was just kind of a normal thing. You didn't really think of it. Uh, and, and this game is kind of the same way. And, and everything is just so cinematic about this game, even the puzzles, the the pictures that you read. The, the puzzle specifically you were talking about with the postcards, I thought that uh, it, the, my, one of my favorite things about that particular puzzle was how cinematic the uh, movement was with it. Uh, I thought it was really cool looking. Um, Roots, what did you think about this game?
1: Oh, I loved it. I, I it was kind of weird because when I first played it, um, I was a little bit put off by the the node based movement. Um, I you know I was somewhat new to VR, but not too new, and and um, almost wouldn't have finished it. But I, I guess I just got enough into the story enough that um, I it just stopped bothering me, and I and I. So what's funny is that Mamefan actually got me to finish it because it was early on when we were talking about um, doing the show, so we were all talking a lot more, and and um and he was motivating me to finish games because like I'm not not lying, he is the closer. He will finish almost everything he starts. So um, I kind of wanted to, to to pick a game that I liked that I wanted to finish, and this was one of them, and I was glad I did because the ending was it was. When I finished it, it was one of those games where I was glad I finished it, where um, I don't always feel that way when I finish a game. Like, there's certain games I've I've finished and thought, oh, that was that was a big waste of X amount of hours, you know? But this was not one of them. This is definitely worth playing through for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Uh, I can't recommend this enough, especially people who like story-driven games and being part of cinematic experiences this is one of the best, if not the best, that VR has to offer. All right, uh, my other game I want to talk about is uh, another classic favorite uh, amongst PSVR uh, users. It's Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. Um, this is one of the very first games that I played on my PlayStation VR. It was, in fact, a launch title for PlayStation VR, and... I'll tell you a, a quick test that you, can, uh, that you can perform that shows you just how good this game is. When anytime you're chatting with somebody who's uh, a staunch PSVR player, uh, say two terms to them and watch the difference in their reaction. Say the term to them, rail shooter, and watch them grimace and go, oh, rail shooters, I hate rail shooters. Then say to them, until dawn, rush of blood, and watch their face light up because pretty much everybody I know of loves this game that's played it. It's uh, got great production value. It's one of the first things you notice when you get in it, even before you get into the parts with all the monsters and stuff. As soon as this car starts rolling down the track and you're outside, the environment feels so real. And uh, for a PlayStation game, that was it was really jarring and, and impressive to me. Uh, once you get into the game, it also feels real. So the the scares are legit in this game. The the monsters, uh, and I don't want to give away, but there's a lot of different enemies in this, and uh, they're all very realistic and very scary. Control wise, anybody could pick this game up and play it immediately. It uses the Move controllers, and it's one of the first games that uh, I played that actually gave me my my entire arm. In the game, instead of just my hands, uh, the way this thing works is you, as soon as you start the game, you hold out your move controllers and press the move buttons, and all of a sudden you have arms, and the tracking is one to one. Your arms look like your arms. They, when you aim, it goes right where it's supposed to, and the the gunplay is just, just feels really good in this game. Uh, it's very easy to pick up. Uh, my my dad. Played this game, picked it up, no problem to begin with. My children played this game, picked it up, no problem. Um, now, once they get along uh, a few levels in, they they always get scared and, and quit playing. But as far as the uh, uh, how easy is it to pick up? It's one of the easiest games I've ever uh, I've ever played in VR. Um, but despite this being a launch title, it's still the gameplay holds up to this very day i still go into this game often and play it uh start to finish one of the most quality experiences i've had on playstation vr um justin you played this game what did you think about it
2: i'm one of the people that you haven't heard from that doesn't love it
0: you don't love this game
2: no You're,
0: you might be the only person i've ever heard say that um
2: so i tell me what- i think it's okay I love horror and I love roller coasters. Uh, I've done a few levels of this and I just haven't felt compelled to go back in. Um, one of my biggest issues is the tracking. For me, the tracking isn't good. Wow. So while I'm in the middle of a level, <laughs> the guns don't stay where they they don't st- whenever I've played it, they don't stay where they you know they, they change position and I have to like keep shaking my move controllers. To get them to stay uh, where they're supposed to be, and I don't know why.
0: Yeah, got... uh, that's that's amazing to me. I've never heard anybody say that about this game. This mm-hmm. game is known for having pretty much flawless tracking, better tracking than you normally get with the moves. So, mm. yeah, I, I really don't. Uh, that that blows my mind. I got
2: to try it again. Um, I don't dislike it because I like the speed and I like the horror um so it really um, was
0: just a tracking thing huh
2: the tracking is what turned me off the most
0: yeah that's crazy to me that's that's insane uh roots did you play this one
1: yeah yeah i got this one as well and i um i didn't experience any tracking issues that i remember anyway um but uh it's been you know i got got this game when i bought my psvr um just because i i had heard um anthony talk about it and, and some other people um uh, on their shows and uh i i think it's done very well it's really i, I would love to see uh, let's play of alex playing it because i haven't <laughs> played a horror game that has as many jump scares in this thing like even just going down you're watching this thing there's shit jumping out and there's a lot of stuff going on it's definitely uh um definitely one of the better um on rail shooters that i've played um in a long time
0: yeah and, and the jump scares aren't like cheap, hacky jump scares like you normally get in these games. They're really legit creepy. And And they uh, hurt
1: you. Like, they legitimately, you need to move or you're going to die.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, They, uh, Well, most of them, anyway. I mean, you've got the the ones with the the ghost ladies. Uh, Those won't hurt you, but uh, a lot of these uh, clowns and things that jump out at you, they absolutely will. And you have to take their head from their body before they get to you. Um, So, yeah, absolutely creepy game and uh, still one of my favorites to this very day. Um, I can't recommend it enough. It goes on sale all the time. It actually was a PS Plus title once at one time. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see that again, but uh, even if you have to pay full price for it, I highly recommend it. Um, Anybody else with... Any other comments on Until Dawn, Russia Blood? Nope. nope. Well, with that, that wraps our episode for the week. I want to thank any of you that have sat through this entire thing. And uh, I'd like to remind everyone that uh, all of our personal gaming channels will be linked in the description. So if you want to keep up with what we're playing, check our channels out. And uh, if you like uh, what we've been doing here on this channel, Uh, Be sure that you click that like button, subscribe. And if you want to keep up with all of our episodes, don't forget the notification bell. Um, You guys have anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to cover this week?
3: Nope. Nope.
0: All right. Well, with that, I'm Wes for Justin, Alex, and Roots. Thanks for watching, and we will see you next week. Bye.